Um, I've been really enjoying Uncanny Spider-Man as well. This for Marvel for throwing out that one for this year. That is a book that looks really cool. Um, I haven't read. I didn't it. think it was going to work, but it does. It's, yeah, I didn't. I think it was a weird premise, and I was like, "Oh, that's really weird. Let's give it a shot." I'm glad I did. It's really, really fun, and it actually is getting pretty deep now with Nightcrawler. Yeah. You know, Nightcrawler has a lot of trauma in his past. Yeah, it's really kind of unloading he's, that right now. He's getting really, really deep with Silver Sable, am I right? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, he's a, he's that's a what I hear. He's a lazy. He, he he knows what he's doing. Man. He knows yeah. what he's doing. We are live with uh, our last comic talk episode. This is kind of a comic talk episode. It's an unofficial, yeah. unofficial, official comic talk episode. Uh, we are here to talk about the best comics of 2023 brought to you by Comic Talk. Uh, I'm your host, Demetri Pereira. And if you're watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. Or you're listening to the podcast wherever you get podcasts from. We got two awesome guests here today, both of which who have been on the on Comic Talk before. Comic Talk is every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we got Michael Mead, a.k.a. Uh, AKA, just AKA, go for it, yeah. Mike's Comics Life slash for the love of comics it's been more than a year i've been telling you to that's well, that's one of my uh 2024 goals is, is what to come up with to satisfy this need that you have for me to have a why don't you just do mike's comic life on everything uh i could i could you just don't like it <laughs> i don't know i yeah i don't i don't i doesn't doesn't speak to me yet so i and god it's not crazy for me but anyways thank you for inviting me on as i'm always. glad that's you're back such a such an honor to be, be you've here. been really working is. hard all year man I've been trying to do stuff. Yeah, you deserve <laughs> you deserve some time off on this show talking about your favorite comics from this the year. Things we love. Yeah, this is phenomenal. Thank you very much. Can, can we can we just point out? I know people can see it if they're watching, but yeah. if they're listening, they can't see. Mike is doing the show from his own comic shop, which I believe, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, uh -huh. since the beginning of the year. You have been working to like, like you, you did, did you open up at the beginning of the year? Uh, I've been setting it up. We just opened up in November, actually. In November. So you yeah. have been working all year to make this happen. Now you're there. Yeah, now it's, there. I'm very, yeah, I had to do something here. Like, I mean, I'm always here. So first of all, how, how's it feel? I, I mean, it's dream come true man that's kind of like what i've been wanting to do for the past almost 20 years now and so this is i finally got a chance to do it i went for it and will it succeed i don't know but i'm having i'm having a good time as as, as we're going so i think this is phenomenal i this is what i want to do so i like it i like Dude, it i'm i'm as an outsider I, I I've been really excited watching the journey i'm sorry that i kind of just like took over the hosting uh from <laughs> it's all right but it's all right. I thought it was cool, and I really wanted to. It is cool, and, and I, I'm proud of I'm proud of uh, Michael slash Mike as well. Thank you very much, gentlemen, both both of you. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Um, have you guys been? Well, no. Let me introduce my second guest. We got Drew Maxi, aka yeah, come on. Drew Deficit, spelled with an X in between Drew and Deficit. I'm I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. Woo. That's here we go. That's that's it. I bought and a shelf today. Buying shelves, buying shelves is cool. I went to, I, I went to, I went to IKEA. I bought a yeah. big shelf. There you go. How tall are we talking? Um, 
do you for know the podcast listeners you gotta you gotta like we, we you know spin us a yarn you know weave us a story <laughs> so uh let me i'll 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 just say this uh-huh i think it's the biggest shelf they got oh dang oh wow so it goes it goes That's a lot i needed some storage uh i got i got i have so many comics that are just like out and about that don't fit in the boxes i got i don't know if you can see i always got these boxes behind me right and then i just have like stacks of stuff that don't fit in there so i've been getting smaller boxes but i don't know what to do with the smaller boxes so i'm putting them in the shelf which is now behind the couch it might look really stupid i don't know but we're trying things yeah i'm with you i've been buying shelves i've been buying shelves also putting putting comic books on it i went on a on a on a bender buying comics um bought 500 bucks a, 500 bucks uh trades um what? from cheapgraphicnovels.com that's what's up um but then what you realize though you think you think 500 dollars of trades is gonna be like like a like whole a shelf's worth like a pallet worth but it's not it's one row on, on, it's on the <laughs> shelf <laughs> it's, it's heavy it's but it's you know the kids, the kids these days are all interested in omnibus, right? Uh, the, oh my god, yeah. The omnibus books. That's what's hot right now. Did you buy a lot of omnibus? I got one omnibus because I didn't want to I didn't want to look up the plural of omnibus. So I bought one. So I wouldn't there have to go. say it wrong. Um no, I bought one. And that was only because it was on sale. It was it's funny because I don't even I didn't even like this crossover event. I didn't, but I got it. It's the DC 1 million omnibus. <gasps> oh, wow. Oh, my God. I love the 1 million. I, I've read, I'm so proud I have, of you. I have the DC 1 million trade, which is just Justice League, the yeah. Justice League 1 million books. Yeah. But then I got the omnibus, which is about as about a, a little bit thinner than my head, right? Like, yeah. it is a oh, thick boy. Robin's um, a, a robot monkey. I love it. <laughs> What'd you say? Robin in the year one million. He's like a little robot monkey. I don't think Does. he's a monkey. I think he's just a robot. Or is he just a robot? He's just a robot. Yeah. He's just a little robot guy. Dude, I thought we were going to circle back, do a call back to Thursday night. Does robot, ro- ro- Robin robot monkey count as a monkey in comics? Oh, if you, but, but in this, yeah. He's not a monkey. If, if he was, yes. Does he count as a monkey character? Yes, I think monkey is an aesthetic. We, we had a whole conversation. It's an aesthetic, yeah, exactly. It's we not a taxonomy, a, you know? We had a whole conversation uh, on Thursday about, like, monkeys in comics and how most of the time they're just apes. Yeah. Oh, so, sure. Like, what are the actual monkeys? Chimps you know? and gorillas, right? But, like, chimps and gorillas aren't monkeys. Right. But I'm yeah. saying monkeys are an aesthetic. It's just a way of life, man. Monkey, well, there's, monkey there's, hit, there's hit monkey. Right, we brought up. We talked about Hit Monkey. We talked about Ampersand from Why the Last Man. Why the Last Man? Uh, Both of those, thanks to uh, uh, Carson in the comments. Yeah, Carson was in the comics. Uh, Comments. Uh, I brought up the Wonder Twins uh, pet monkey. He's an alien monkey, but he's still a monkey. He's an alien, but he's still a monkey. Right. I think that counts. Bring it back to DC One Million before we move off of DC One Million. Is just that like it's so far into the future. Like Legion of Superheroes, at least, is relatable. But uh, but DC One Million is so far into the future that the impulse of the of Young Justice One Million is like a sentient thought. Yeah, it's getting you to think, man. <laughs> he it's just jumps into think. brains. 
That's what it is. He's so fast. He is thought. <laughs> yeah. I hate, uh, I, hate I, I don't well, know. I don't hate DC one million, but also I, I love hate... our man in that. Cause he comes back to modern times too. He comes back in time too. So oh, yeah, our man, there's good. He's an Android kind of, he's a robot. I'll give too. you, I'll mm-hmm. give you a little bit of uh inside baseball. You ready? Yeah. Uh, so uh, when we were gearing up to do uh, in, putting the finishing touches on uh, justice league, cosmic chaos, uh, which is uh, in stores now uh, for all yes. consoles. Um, we uh the head of the art department um was was asking me for suggestions for uh like different costumes that we could unlock um just you know based on like different dc lore and stuff like that and uh when he get, sent me the list this was on his list not mine uh i can't remember if it was superman or if it was batman but one of them was just like he was pushing really hard for the 1 million costume Probably Superman. I, I, I think he's I like Super, I like Superman. Well, right? I like Batman's too. He, he looks I think, like um, I think it was Batman. Batman's the one hmm. that has like the covered face, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say it's just like um uh the oh my god, what's his name? Uh Batman. Um Chase. yeah, Chase, thank you. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Um and yeah, and and uh uh if I'm not mistaken, uh DC basically just like nixed it and said like um no, we don't want you to use those costumes. Or for for whatever reason, yeah. yeah I don't know. That's DC's odd. all these comic shops or comic sh- uh, comic uh, companies. I don't know the reason they do what they do. Like Drew, Drew and I, we we did the last episode of Comic Talk. How? What was my theory? Oh, that they they've been nixing the Bat Family in the comics in order to bring them back up again. Like the only Bat Family that has a book right now is Nightwing. Yes. Yeah. To bring them back up where? What what, what do you you mean? I think they're going to make Bruce a family man. I think they're purposely moving him away from being a family man so that they can bring it back. Because super families are all the rage, which I love. You get what I'm trying to say? You you, you think Sadarsky right now is tearing down the bad family to build up the bad family? Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, I feel that way to me, but I I would love that. I love the bad family. I'm just saying, where's the bad family right now? bat i don't know if it counts batwoman is in outsider Outsider. yeah i mean she counts so i I mean mean, so is batwing too it's not her book but like i think with the events of the new golden age and huntress coming from the future i think that batman has a future as a family man and i think that like when i'm saying family man i mean maybe he's like maybe i mean this is just my dream is that bruce chooses to step back as batman not he's he's disabled none none of that not like some not rando beyond. he not forgets beyond. how to fight somebody's hypnotized him so he forgets and like he's like i can't fight anymore someone else has to be batman or he gets super aged like captain america did i'm not saying any of that i'm saying it's stronger when love is a choice and we're just getting we're I, just we're yeah. going crazy with this i mean with totally. this episode so that's what i'm trying to say he steps back to train whoever's next i would love that but then do you lose who bruce is no no no. he well it depends it's just like when people said captain america in in endgame going back in time and not fighting is antithesis to his character right people said that him going back to just have a nice life with peggy means he he does not fight blah 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 blah. does that go against his character can he see the injustices that are going on and not act up 
I personally think he was acting up in the past, just in secret. Sure. I don't think I think I think people are putting together both the comic book version of Captain America and the movie version of Captain America. Because right. if you pay attention to the movie version of Captain America, I think that's perfectly aligned in his character to, to yeah. go back. If yeah. we're talking about the comic book version of Captain America, I would agree with the opposite. I was like, no, I think Captain America in the comics would stay. And because he sees that the people need him here and need a leader and a need, right? A need yes. for him being here. So he has to do that. Same thing with comic book Batman. I think taking away his mission changes the character. So changing is that what you're mission. wanting to do? No. Keeping or keeping his mission, but changing his uh 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 tactic. That's what it is. He if the if the goal is prove to Bruce that his Batman tactic has gotten as far as it needs to go, now you change tactics. Bruce is a smart guy. Change yeah. a tactic, right? Yeah. If the tactic is instead of one Batman, why don't you have 12? Like, you know what I mean? But wouldn't that, but he wouldn't put people in danger, though. That's no, no, also no, not him in as that well. way. He would make, like in Kingdom Come, he would make an army of bat robots. Yeah. If you're going in that direction, like, it, it, to the, be more efficient. That's a super psychopath Batman. I'm talking about a Batman that says, I see myself in each of and every one of my kids, but they're going to have a better life than me. But that doesn't mean that Gotham goes without heroes. Gotham still has those heroes, but we're just, greater than the sum of our parts i i can see that you know kind what I'm of. To say? Um, i know i totally understand i think that would be a great else world i think that phenomenal El- don't else world my dc prime <laughs> thoughts i don't How know dare you. i mean because that's not what chip zadarsky's in my opinion though that's not yeah. what just chip zadarsky's writing either though yeah. like look at what he tried to do with jason like he's trying not to get them to fight anymore Right. He doesn't think that they're capable of protecting Gotham. He doesn't want that want his family to fight. But I, I mean, I think that was also out of well, they're well, yeah, writing yeah. him out of character in a weird way, right? The 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 whole thing about Batman right now is is that he's not really all himself. Like he's kind of being piloted by the Zurinar uh multitudes at this point. Uh and so I think I think once the 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 end of the the end of the Zadarsky run is going to kind of have him reflecting on, uh, you know, oh, I wasn't acting like myself. I wasn't being the good father that I needed to be. Uh, I'm going to bring you all back. I think that at some point I am hoping this is what I'm hoping um, that everybody is just like, oh, it's OK, Bruce, except for Jason, because I think that Jason really needs to go back to kind of being a villain again. Uh, I also think Jason should be a Batman villain, like specifically. He's, he's so much more interesting as a Batman villain. He is, yeah. but I don't want that. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want him to go back to being a Batman villain. I, I, I'm fine with him being on the outskirts of the Bat family. Like he believes in killing. Okay, I'm, I'm okay with him being more heroic. If they can just find somebody to write him. Yeah, yeah, I completely like, agree. Well, that's that's like, always been my my issue with any of the Bat family when they show up in the Bat comics, right? The Batman writers, in my opinion, never seem to know how to write the Bat family. But if you go into their own books, they have a much deeper. I mean, because you can tell their own story, right? The Batman comic is for Batman, right? That's the sure, point. Yeah. But you would think they would have more of an essence of their characters in the Bat family in the Batman book, but they don't. They always revert to the Bat writers. Always revert them down to their base characteristics, right? Think, Jason points up being this like bad boy in the back, making quips. I uh, think. I think that there's. 
it's entirely possible but it's just batman writers doing that because you know that's just like not the focus i also think there's an argument to be made that that's how batman sees all of these characters uh to some degree and so when you're writing from his perspective then it is going to change the way that they're presented i i think sure, what, I can see that. Why, why we went down this road is because drew and i were talking and my theory is that a lot of the time when a good writer is writing badly it's because of editorial mandates sure and trying to shoehorn in a crossover event when they're like that's happening elsewhere that you're like i, I guess i'll include it so like Cody ziggler writing miles morales spider-man which i forgot to write on, on my list here <laughs> um shoehorning in that carnage there was like three issues or two issues of carnage popping in and it's like he didn't need that that's not what cody was going for when he started off the series you know kind of like that i think it's an editorial mandate to like push certain things in it sure. sucks it sucks like and so i personally think the hot like my hot take is that zeb wells isn't he's only doing a bad job with amazing spider-man when it is affecting like when it's affecting some of the other stuff like the editorial mandates coming in like what like for an example though miss marvel including her death i don't think that's Zeb oh Wells sure fault. yeah sure i can see that not only did she have to die she had to ha- had to die in a short window of time where she wasn't developed at all because hellfire gala had a strict like time right so like there's I think that. that's more of a reflection of the mandate for the movies, though. They wanted to make her a mutant. The, yeah, the MCU but, wants her as a mutant, so the comics can need to reflect that now. Yeah, but also the fact that like the time to introduce her as a mutant had to coincide with the Hellfire Gala. Yeah, but they they knew we knew about the Hellfire Gala came out way after the introduction of her as a mutant, though. Yeah. So the comics needed to reflect the movies at this point now. Right. Like so, I hate like yeah, I don't, but I don't editorial. like that, but it's that's true. editorial, right? No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just yeah. saying that when it comes to that specific example, they needed to go reflect the movies is what I'm saying. I'm sure they they I'm sure I'm positive that Marvel has rules about Peter Parker and Mary Jane and what they want to do with him. Oh yeah, I completely agree. With and, that. and so them like screw just everything that happened in that Zeb Wells in, in the thing. But now it's getting better. With I Brian, think... what's his name? Uh, what was his name? Was his name? Uh, Paul? 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 Yeah, Paul. Oh, the internet was so upset at Paul. So upset oh my gosh, I remember that. Um, where were we in comic books at the start of 2023? L- let's let's get to this year. You know, sure. where 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 were we? Where was comics pre Paul? Was it pre Paul? That was pre Paul. I remember being mad. I remember being mad at Paul, as well. And yeah, this was this was after I left the shop I was working at before. So yes, because I left that shop in the middle in the middle of January. So this is after that. So yes, we were pre-Paul. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that series had started over yet. Were we still on the old the volume before of Amazing, or were we on uh, that new one? So I'm looking long? into uh, January fourth, the week of January fourth, twenty twenty three. We had Dark Knights of Steel number nine. Oh, Dark that didn't Steel even. That finished this year? That oh, finished man. this year? That feels so long ago. Well, Wonder Woman Historia it, finished this year too, right? Yeah, I mean, the that series, the Dark Knights of Steel, that ran for so long. And it went on break, right? It oh, went yeah. on a couple breaks, yeah. I think. 
at least one for sure. So, so um, just running through, we got Batman 131 with, I think it's Chip Zdarsky's run, right? That is Chip Zdarsky's run. That's right after Failsafe. I th- okay. I thought he started at 135. Did he not? Or was that 125? I think we started at 125. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, Come probably on. 125. So, so this is the first, the, oh, dang. Anyway, uh, the Avengers were dealing with their big old Avenger Prime, big old. Oh, the end of Jason Aaron. Oh, there we go. That's the end, end of, of Jason Aaron's run on Avengers. Uh huh. Um, that whole thing. Which um, I didn't mind. I didn't mind Jason Aaron. Ooh, uh, Lazarus Planet was like was kicking off this year yeah, in DC. Lazarus Planet, which felt um, so filler to me. I I didn't read any of it. Lazarus Planet was bad. We're not missing out on that one. Yeah, it just really not... one thing. Like I think what was the point of that one? They were trying to bring in new magic, new powered and, yeah, new magic and people. And Scarlet Witch number one. By the way, Scarlet Witch this run it finished. Um, that's that's Orlando's series, right? Yeah, yeah. It was I like, one of the I best, that series. One of the I best like series of this yeah. year. That's what I think. Ooh, bold that's claim. One of why, why? Why? Why do you feel that, Dimitri? I'm curious about that one. Uh, the first thing, the art was beautiful. Like the Stunning. art on who? Who's on the that, artist on that? Um, it is. I'm looking it up right now. It's Sarah. Those Michelle. covers are beautiful. The covers are beautiful. Well, the cover, but the is, art on the interior as well is phenomenal. Who's the cover artist? Is it the same as interior? I don't think it was the same as both on both of them, on all of them. Maybe the first couple. Oh, cover artist is Russell Dodderman, and then Sarah Pichelli's on the inside art. Oh, so, yeah, fantastic! I mean, beautiful this, art. This one, I'm not a fan of Scarlet Witch. I'm, I'm, I'm not really. I don't care about Scarlet Witch. The only thing I care about Scarlet Witch is when she affects mutants. What's up to Wednesday? Pull out there. What's up to Lex? Yeah, there he is. Um. But this this run was really good, and the fact that it it ended after what twelve issues, ten issues. Yeah, because we're getting a new Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver run, right? And like, I think it's the same creative team too. So it's Steve Orlando and Sarah Pacelli. Yeah. Uh Amazing work on that. Not only was everyone beautiful, it actually made Scarlet Witch interesting to me. I completely agree. I I mean, I like Scarlet Witch outside of it, anyways. But I do also like her when she interacts with the mutants. I wish they would make her a mutant again. Um, I think that's yeah. what I was hoping that they were that's what they were gonna do with death of Magneto. I think that was last year. Mm-hmm. Um or the death of Scarlet Witch or something like that. Um, but they didn't and it really disappointed. But so I hope they eventually do that. Yeah. I mean, did you guys read it? I did not. Okay. Mm-hmm. With um, the, Scar- the Scarlet Witch? Yeah. Yeah. I mean they have uh Darcy's in it, which I thought yeah. was cool. They introduced Darcy. And they actually gave her like a point, which I thought yeah. was cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're just um, throwing her in. I mean, there's been a lot of changes. Like fall the the Hellfire Gala uh Fall of X stuff has been Oh, we had Judgment Day this year. We're talking about X-Men. And the Judgment Day X- Judgment? No, that was last year. Was that last year? Yeah, because that was Hellfire Gala of last year. Because the Hellfire oh, Gala man. of this year brought in Fall of X. Look at me. Brought in what? Fall of X. Yeah, when everyone was uh, with Orchid and everything. Oh uh, yeah, Orcus. Yeah, um, Chip Zdarsky's run and uh, and oh yeah, his run and on Daredevil this year too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And Saladin Ahmed popped up. Uh, his run started this year. Are you? I is mean, anyone reading that right now? I am. Yeah. Yeah. What thoughts? It's fine. Yeah. 
That would be minus one. I kind of miss the Turskis run. I think I think it'll be good because sure I like Saladin. I'm Ahmed. sure it'll build. I, I'm sure it will. You know, because I liked his run on Miles. Yeah, I feel like Miles. I don't know. There hasn't been a miss with Miles for me. I I think yeah. Miles is too under his series are too underrated. I think if I'm going to choose any comic book, there people, more people need to read Miles' books because they're really good. I'll I'll say this about uh, the Daredevil run that's happening now. Um, one of the main draws for me is Aaron Cooter's art. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, because he is an, he is an artist I've always really liked, and me being predominantly a DC guy, uh, I haven't seen his art since the end of the new 52 era superman oh sure so, good call so no, like yeah, beautiful art fantastic it's, he's, he he does characters really well his layouts are cool uh i like his facial expressions face, yeah he does faces great very well but because i think that was a big thing with that i've been was enjoying with the current devil run is like especially the first couple of issues with matt especially when he's like in the priest mode like mm-hmm. the way he makes him so calm i have never seen matt murdoch look so serene mm-hmm. before and I, I like it it's kind of off-putting and i like that about it at least yeah uh, the punisher series ended this year mm-hmm. oh jason aaron's punisher yeah yeah, yeah. which uh. i the first time ever i i really enjoyed punisher punisher is one of my least favorite characters and yeah. i loved this ending and then this new series pops up of course with a new punisher drew did you read this one I started it. I didn't finish it. I have every issue and it's like it started off really strong and I was really excited about it. And then it's just one of those things where like um, early in the year, I like I early early in the year I moved. And then, uh, you know, how things get lost in the shuffle when you're when you're moving apartments. So, yeah, didn't finish it. I got it. I have them all around here somewhere uh, and I will read them. Yeah, the, I thought it was a great ending to Frank Castle. Like, at least to that version of Frank Castle, I hope. Yeah. The big thing for me, the big 2023, like in comics, uh, was Saga coming back. Yeah. Saga. Yeah. Yeah. January uh, is when 61 came out. Have you been liking the return of Saga? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I don't read Saga, so I don't know. I, I wasn't. I wasn't until the last couple issues, last few issues. And I was frustrated with Saga. I was like, I'm waiting. I waited three years for this. This is what I wait. But it, I'm glad I kept going. I mean, I was going to keep going no matter what. But the way it built, I was like, oh, my God. I doubt, how, how could I doubt Brian K. Vaughn with this series? Like, it was, oh, it got me so back on board with yeah. the last few of them. Like, I, and I, I needed those first ones to get me back into Saga and the feel of it. And it was, oh, it's been so good. I'm so yeah. happy it's back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it took like a like a six-month break or something like that. Um, was, after it came back from its big giant oh hike. yeah i was about to say i was like no that was three years but it yeah came, then it took another break yeah it came back yeah and then they took like six months um between like april and january okay um i want to shout out not only wednesday pull out there saying i love cruda's art too the only reason i stuck with avengers forever yeah avengers forever was a bore like i yeah, yeah. i wanted to like it but it was a bore. Carson is out there. What's up, Carson? We just, we shouted you out earlier. Um, and then Wednesday Pool says the break was brutal, but I've been digging the hell out of it. Uh, Carson oh, yeah. says I have the saga compendium coming tomorrow, actually. So 
you know good luck um, oh, i'm so jealous of anyone starting saga seriously <laughs> i wish i could re- reread saga for the first time let's talk about indie comics right um now some people said don't call them indie comics they're not independent comics whatever whatever i don't know what Why? you're supposed to go third Why? party somebody was saying that like because they're not independent if they're owned by like somebody i don't know if they have netflix but deals image is creator owned yeah image is entirely creator owned the people people get mad at me when i call image indie because like i get that that image is basically mainstream comics they are definitely like even if you're not doing superhero stories a lot of them are superhero creators who are doing their own thing so it's like superhero adjacent it's not like art spiegelman doing underground zines you know like those comics do still exist and i think that they need to exist and you know stuff like that but by the basis definition image comics dark horse unless it's owned by another like a bigger company and it's licensed to dark horse um those are independent properties okay they you know like it people get really snooty about it sometimes yeah but i I guess it it depends because there's transformers in image right now and that's not yeah right like transformers is not but I would say, like, yeah, properties at ID, most of IDW's properties are owned by some big corporation. Yeah. Same with Dynamite, right? So, yeah, yeah wouldn't consider it too yeah. independent. Uh-huh. But Image, for sure. They, they The writers and artists own that those properties and are doing whatever they can to promote them. They just, Image just has a bigger platform than, a, than yeah. every other in, independent comic. And that's the point of Image is to boost up. That's how it was, that's why it was created, right? To boost up artists, comic book artists and writers and run their own stories. Yep. Um, no, I don't agree. Last year I read because of recommendations, read a good amount of like independent comics, um, this year, not so much. So I want to ask you two, what were your big independent comic, uh, books this year? Um, I'm going to go through, I'll go through a few of them. Yeah. Uh, Saga, of course, which we already mentioned. Yeah. Um, what's the furthest place from here has been one of my favorite books consistently since it came out. Um, it just like, that is a book that just speaks to me as a person. Um, uh, undiscovered country came back this year. Uh, uh, Kelly Thompson had the cull, which started, and that book has been really cool. Um, Tom King and uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Elsa. It's like Elsa Charterier or something. Uh, they had uh, the series that they were doing originally digitally first, and now Image is publishing it um, called um, uh, Love Everlasting. Love Everlasting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which yeah. I think is one of the coolest books that's coming out now. Is it? Did it? Did it pull it yeah, off? Because I, like I, I I read the first two issues and I was like, okay, cool, but also it is. Do I need to continue? Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, okay um you've got uh also kelly thompson she did black cloak at the beginning of the year um i read that on uh i read that on a plane um the trade paperback just you know coming back from philadelphia i happened to find it really cheap in a shop and i just read it on the plane and uh uh that was a really cool really cool book kelly thompson's Um, on fire this year man her birds of prey run too so good yeah, oh, oh birds of prey uh uh what's the other big one that she's got 
there's something else. I can't remember what it is. But yeah, her uh, Birds of Prey was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Fish Flies from Jeff Lemire has been oh one God. of my favorites. Um, I mean, I'm I'm how could you not man? Because I'm just going through like the stacks. Firepower, uh, which is a, a book that I haven't been reading, even though I've been buying every issue of it. Same. Um, just because like I've just been letting them stack up. But I mean, Firepower is like if you like old school martial arts like marvel comics yeah that's a book for you uh it's okay. it's it's robert kirkman doing what he did with superheroes with invincible but with like 70s martial arts comics interesting um, with art by chris somney who is one of the best in the entire business yeah yeah, yeah. i mean indie books have been awesome uh, uh I one that I I picked up just for the name, not the not the title, but like the artist, the writer artist. Uh, I've never read Hack and Slash ever. Oh, that's um, an old series. But uh, Zoe Thorogood is doing Hack and Slash back to school, and after reading her book, uh, uh, it's lonely at the center of the earth. Last year, I decided that I would just buy everything that she works on until she's dead or I am dead. <laughs> um and so i'm reading that and it's awesome yeah um i mean i've been liking this transformers run because okay yeah. so, so it's something that Danny i Warren johnson man it, it's tough to look i like ip i just I, I do i like my dc and i like my marvel and if i'm reading indie books they're either ip that i know or they have to be like hardcore recommend recommended from people right like Last year, I read Stray Dogs. I read um, um, House Upon uh, Nice House on the Lake, right? Like, even though Nice House on the Lake is black label DC, right? Was that what it was? But it is, but it, if, if you, it is uh, creator owned. Okay. So it's like, I, I loved it, right? And it was hardcore recommended. Great. But when it comes to like image and stuff, like, it takes a lot to get me to try a new IP. So what am I reading? Transformers from, from Image. I'm 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 like going through a stack oh, right now. Just like rare flavors came out this year. I didn't get to read I mean, it. Yeah. And I got Layla Star in paperback, but yeah, Ram V, man. I haven't I, read it yet. I'll read anything Ram, Ram V puts out. He's fucking Um uh, Rare Flavors, I hear good things. Rare yeah, rare flavors was cool. Um what's the uh shoot, I'm blanking on it. What is the horror book that came out not too long ago? Oh, uh The Deviant, James Tiny. Oh, shut sure, yeah. yeah, uh, two issues out. Horror. Yeah. Incredible. Is it good? It's oh, it's so good. I was let down by his last one though. Closet. I liked the closet. Um Yeah, I mean I I I thought it needed to continue. Like I liked it. Yeah. That's I think that was the frustrating part of me. I was like I I yeah. liked it. It just seemed to end it, so suddenly. It definitely felt like a digital first book which i mean that's what it was um but yeah i mean the deviant i thought was but yeah terrific. deviant's good um i think the deviant is such we were talking about this on thursday um the alan scott book i think the deviant is like a really cool sort of like dark mirror to the themes that are established in that alan scott book because they're both like they're both books about like facets of 
the gay experience yeah. written by uh uh you know like like gay writers who clearly have experienced this sort of thing on some in, to some degree uh, it's it's uh, i mean it's so and i get to cast uh they're so to, uh when I talk about I'll put any number in future cards from your uh, hand. I'll We're getting out. people in the background. Sorry, that's all right. Uh, uh, so, um, Alan Scott Green Lantern has been a good book. Yes, I want to talk about Alan Scott Green Lantern for a second, but I wouldn't. I also want to talk about Alan Scott. I also want to talk about Alan Scott Green Lantern. The the last indie books. The last independent book that I want to talk about is. I'm not just saying this because sometimes he sends me free copies, <laughs> but uh, uh, Dave Chisholm, if you don't follow him on TikTok, he's a fascinating creator. Um, for the last few years, he's been putting out original graphic novels that are based on musicians. Because um, he like he himself is like a jazz musician who became a cartoonist. Um and he did a book this year about uh Miles Davis. Um, it's called Miles Davis and the Search for the Sound. Um it's like it's just a hardcover, it's put out by Z2 Comics. Um, but Dave has this the way that he draws music on the page is so incredibly unique. Um he does it through various colors and shapes, um, like coming out of the horns of the instruments and stuff like that. Um, to to the point where, like, you can look at you know he'll do like neon blue circles for one character, and another character will have like magenta squares, you know, and the way that they mix together on the page, the way they flow through the page is so interesting. It's really simple when you really think about it, but it's also incredibly clever. And uh, I mean, his, his work for the last few years have been, it's been like day one, I'm reading this kind of thing, like release day. I'm, I'm making sure that I sit down and read this. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. I haven't read that one. I can get behind that. Um, I second everything you just said, man. Uh, I will just want to add, Dimitri, you were talking about IPs. Uh, I think anyone, uh, the Pounder's books over Doom, uh, Boom has been phenomenal, uh, especially now they're like zombies. It's phenomenal. The Power Rangers uh, oh, books have been really, yeah. really good. Um, and then also Boom with uh, a lot of the like, turning the old like classic princess stories into new giving him new life so like, like there was uh alice ever after um and then also are those the cheesecake ones though no do you okay. read them no 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 but yeah. they're oh alice ever after was not the cheesecake one no this is over a boom studio you know Bo- yeah Bo- both of them were no that you're talking, you're thinking about? of grimm's fairy tales yeah no no that's from xenoscope yeah. stay away from those yeah um, they, i'm they talking see, about super, boom studios yeah alice ever after it has sequel series as well um yeah. Alice Never After, and then uh, Briar, which is Sleeping Beauty. What if Sleeping Beauty woke up in yes, a post-apocalyptic right. future? Um, I thought those were both really, really fun. I thought those were really, really cool books and a good uh, and a very fun idea. What if Alice uh, ever um, Alice in Wonderland? What if she really was insane, right? And like, how does she? How does her and her family cope with all this? Yeah, um, I think that was really interesting take on both those those characters and kind of revamped them in a fresh way. So, 
Boom and Image are been unstoppable lately. So I back those guys. Pretty yeah, well. and you know who's an up and comer? Uh, other than Distillery, I mean, I'm so interested in what Distillery is going to be doing. Sure. Um, but Vault this year uh, has been really between this year and last year vault has been putting out some interesting stuff um i think that they're they're like a publisher to watch for yeah um, what's vault been doing my the biggest thing for me i thought uh i th- and i think this came out last year my di- my years are running together um me too uh zach kaplan and i don't remember the artist but zach kaplan wrote a book there called mindset um which is essentially a cross between like the movie the social network and the movie fight club so it really feels like a david fincher film about uh a group of um like struggling software developers who basically create a social media app that can control your mind okay Uh, and it was really cool and he has a new book out uh I think last week it came out called Beyond Real. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to read that one yet, but I mean, like, if if they continue, if they continue like with that quality of work, um, I mean, they they can rival what Image is doing. I mean, it feels like it. It feels to me like Vault is honing in on what Vertigo was doing. You know, like. Okay like many years Ooh. ago where, where like the vertigo books were like kind of creepy you know, like all of them yeah. had like a yeah. creepy feel to them for like weird while. yeah yeah i mean you know we're talking like at the time you had like like swamp thing and shade and hellblazer and sandman and Doom stuff. patrol yeah like all coming out at the same time just weird interesting kind of off kilter whereas like image is kind of just doing various genres right now um vault uh not to say that they're not like you know diverse in their storytelling but right. i mean they, they definitely kind of have this corner market uh corner uh they have this market cornered there we go. <laughs> okay, yeah they got this corner market on the corner yeah they got the corner market you can buy i'll, go. I'll visit cool. <laughs> um yeah do you do you guys feel like this was a strong year for indie titles or just as strong as last year? Is it getting stronger? Is it getting weaker? It's roughly the same as last year. I, I don't think it's getting weaker at okay. all. Um, is it getting stronger? It probably is, but I don't necessarily think that I can like assess that properly because I just don't. You can only read so much, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, I mean, competition is good. Um, we have Vault coming out doing and, and and again the the big the big thing this year in independent comics was distillery right and this was just a yeah. setup year then yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, all their all their actual titles are coming out next year um you do also have like veterans scott snyder tom king james tynion other people i'm sure who are putting out these digital firsts um with you know very either on their own through like substack or in through other like companies yeah um so you have these things coming out like ahead of time in these smaller doses but then they're eventually getting packaged and uh uh coming out in print so 
I mean, I think that, um, I think it is really, really strong because we have a lot going on. Um, I also think that we are continuing the, uh, the point where like, if you want to be a comic book creator, you know, with the way that the internet is right now, you can, you can really do that as long as you have the resources, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I completely agree with, with what you're saying, especially if you're the super, in, super indie, like you're starting out and getting your own comic, comic book. Yeah, go for it. Totally just make it. Go for it. The, the thing is from a, I guess, more of a retail perspective, from what I see, most indie comic books, they sit on the shelf for a very, very yeah. long time. Indie, yeah, I mean, they, indie, they, indie they, readers read trade paperbacks. And I think the indie market would take off a lot more, as much as I hate to say this because I'm a, a single issue collector. The indie comics market would do a lot more if they focus on trades and indie comics are written for trade paperback yeah they're not written in the same style as marvel and dc because marvel and dc are very episodic each mm-hmm. issue is a beginning to lend leads into a next beginning to lend right where indie comics it's all one big continuous story and most right. of the time if an indie person comes in a shop and they miss on an issue they won't pick up the rest they'll just wait for the trade uh, yeah and yeah. you know it's it's easier because you know like in in an ind- independent book right now what six seven issues and then it's done yeah you know so it is easier to do to to do that um you know there are exceptions to that obviously but like yeah you know i'm 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 a guy who tends to read my indie books in trade um yeah. so I, I get i get that the trade paperbacks do very 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 well so way better than any single issues that they have yeah like I said, if I can't sell if I can't sell a um, an indie book within a week, it goes in the fifty cent bin. It's not going to sell, yeah. and because they're wait they'll wait for the trade. Most so that's what I'm saying. I, it doesn't. I don't understand. Like as much as a single issue collector, I am a huge single issue collector. I don't understand why more of the indie collect, indie series don't just go straight to trade paperback. Just write for because that's the format they're writing anyways. I feel like they're more accessible. More people are waiting for them, and more people buy them anyways. I think just having it straight to trade paperback is going to be what's going to uplift a lot of these indie creators. The only thing that I can think of is like, it's almost like double dipping. You know, they're just, they're, let's get the singles, single issue people, but let's also make sure we're getting the trade paperback people. Like we know we're going to get the trade paperback people. So why don't we try, you know, um no i totally totally i just i think if they concentrate on just you know sitting down and writing the the trade as a whole instead of you know right waiting for each issue individual issue to be written or everything i think they could probably pump out more they can do more they can do more with it if they're just concentrating on writing for trade instead of because writing single issues a lot of them i wouldn't say a majority i wouldn't say some all of them but you know some majority of them they still write issue to issue, right? And so that extends the the process more. Uh, I feel like they could, the indie market could do a lot better if they just focus on trades. Yeah, I mean, as much as I'm, as like I said, as much as I love the the single issue market. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, if I may chime in, um, I don't even no, know. No, not on your own show. What were you guys just covered? It's ours. It's our show. If it was my show, I'd just do a one one man show. It can't be that. Um thank you so much, sir. Uh singular stories, I think, are best in trade. And and long ongoing stories with expanded universes and interconnectivity need issues, right? 
And, and you kind of see that with, with TV shows. You know, a, a single story could be binged. A single story is a movie, yep. yeah. right? But an ongoing series is a is a series and should be released no more than once a week, uh, in my opinion. And so trades, whatever these indie comics are, they need to get their trades in major retailers. And I'm not talking comic shops. I'm talking uh, Walmarts and Targets. Yeah, and that's that's. I mean, Target sells a lot of uh, trade paperbacks on their websites. They don't do so much in store. They have manga in their store in their thing. In some they of them, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they they have some trade paperbacks in store too. Uh, I think that it's going to be a hard sell on Walmart on that though because they're like so. Um, they're so particular about the content of certain things. Yeah. Um, like I don't think that. You know, you can buy a rated R movie at Walmart. Right. Uh, I think it's because people know the rating system. Um, Do you guys yeah. remember music back in the day? Yeah. I like rental music. advisory. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, of course. Walmart used to take them out or have edited, like censored versions. Yeah, they they would only cover the edited. They were they would only sell an edited version. Yeah. Uh, they, they would not sell one with a parental advisory sticker on it. Yeah. Um, so maybe but not I, Walmart, but maybe. But indie- what the indie uh publishers that would that the the cuts they would need to make and the amount of inventory that walmart that walmart would request i don't think the indie book publishers can keep up with those that's I, another I, I, thing I as well yeah is I the numbers like that. that they would need to put up from for target and walmart but that would be amazing an amazing investment they would need to show that they can sell all those those okay, numbers yeah right? but I think yeah. I think that uh, I, I if I'm if I'm honest if I'm being honest about that I think that that would end up jacking up the prices of the books. Um, if we're if we're talking like a trade like Transformers, this first story arc once it finishes, why can't that be put out somewhere? It, I mean, that probably can put out places. I'm talking you, like a major like major retailers. I mean Barnes and Noble sells yeah, Barnes and Noble. Books. Barnes and Noble. I'm talking about a non-book place, a non-book place that has a book section. Um in the numbers that that trade paperbacks sell at, I don't think Walmart and Target would even consider it. It's not worth I, their time. It's not I worth would their time. I challenge shelf, you with the manga, space. the manga sells. Manga sells a lot better than trade paperbacks. And so so it's not it's not the medium. It's the interest in the the kids and the interest in the in the content. Let's just say exactly. If someone's right. willing to buy it, they will do it. And but it needs to be in the masses in the numbers that that they want. And I'm saying, and, and I don't think the indie creators will cut enough prices. Walmart buys on bulk at cheap. Right. I don't think though indie artists because I mean if you look at super independent comics, right, the comics we get off the shelf from major retail from major publishers are you know three nine nine four nine nine five nine nine right. Super indies, they have to do $10 at least, right, Um, to sell their books. Marvel and DC are the only ones that can print at that level Mm -hmm. that can drop their prices enough to still have profit to do that, right? you know, sell-wise. So if anyone's going to get into those, it's going to be Marvel and DC. And 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 Marvel and DC should, right? I mean, they they should be putting their books out to Targets and Walmarts. But they tried that. It didn't work. They did try that. Yeah, it didn't work. What, why didn't I, it work? Oh, I, I don't I mean, know. There has to be a reason. Like, is it the interest? Is it the like? Are other things on the same rack or the same shelf selling, and they're not selling? You know what I mean? 
I think somebody needs to look into it because com the comic industry is is losing people. And I mean, it's gaining people. It's also losing people. Like it, it as a medium, I'm not saying it's dying because I, I believe DC is strengthening their brand comic wise. I think D, like, especially this year, I think DC is, has strengthened their brand this year. I agree with that. I, but I mean, look at the, they're trying to compete with manga though. Look at the new trade paperback format that they're putting out for their, for yeah. a lot of their, their legacy titles. Um, they're nothing new. It's just the size and price of a manga. It's the exact size and same price as a manga. And that's how they're choosing to compete. They're trying to compete with manga. And I don't right. know how that's going to look. Uh, I, the thing is, I, I think that... Oh, uh, sorry, real quick. Uh, Carson says he's been seeing a ton of TMNT at Target. That's where he bought his copies of The Last Ronin in the last years. But those are also an IP. I love that, though. That That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but but yeah, right. But I never said that. I said the big the big publishers can get in there. Oh no no no! Indie I'm, I'm not. I'm not, not going to be able to yelling at you. That. I'm saying that is a good thing. Is what I'm. Oh yeah, I completely agree. I completely, yeah. And yeah, don't I mean, don't get me wrong. The more eyes on comics, I right. want. I want everyone to be reading comics. Right. I truly do. If I could get them in those stores, I definitely would. It just right. doesn't seem plausible at the moment. This, so this is this is what I think about it. Um, I think that young kids and when i say young i'm talking teenagers right and this is based solely on my experiences with like my students right they like superheroes but they don't want to read about superheroes right because they get their fill from from movies I right agree. yeah um however i have one student this year who is binging the deadly class book yeah because he saw the show Okay. And, and like, he's in my class, not doing my assignments because he's too busy reading paperbacks of deadly class. Right. Yeah. So all that is to say, um, that I think that kids, I think that kids are turning away from superheroes because they get that elsewhere. Because right? they're thinking about superheroes as a genre. Right, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, superhero is a genre. I, I think it's a genre. Yeah, but it's also mixed. Like, uh, uh, it's not a pure genre. Superheroes as a pure genre don't, like, exist, right? Like, it's superheroes mixed with other genres. I, I mean, I well, think... I mean, you can mix genres. You can mix genres. You can yeah, have a yeah. romantic horror. You can have a What's the most distilled action, down right? superhero genre that has no other genres in it? Superman. What's up? I mean, a yeah. Superman book is a superhero book. There okay. is, you know, a, well, a I know you have romance in it. You have action. You have right, suspense. But, but There's all those other genres. You can you can have all those things in it, like kind of coloring, you know, like adding adding texture to it. Um, but overall, I think that Superman, I think Spider-Man, um, those are superhero books, right? Yeah, totally. Um, a book like Dark Knight Returns is technically a superhero book but, but that's not really what people like about it you know um yeah. that's not that's Watch the them. superheroics of it are not the uh the draw and for me that's that's where the difference is yeah um, that's that's the distinction i think that i think that young people and if you know if if any industry that wants to continue surviving needs to look at the trends of young people i agree 
Um, I've said it since I was a young person. Listen to me. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, I'm who to listen to. Let's be real here. <laughs> let's be real. American culture is driven by 16-year-old girls, right? Sure. Every every trend, every trend starts with 16-year-old girls or, or teenage girls, right? Um, for d- different things. It's about gender. Like, if, if we're saying that, it's about gender roles and how we play. Sure, yeah, role. yeah. Same with race, right? Like, we look at different races for different things for for trends right for sure um yeah so you say teenage girls I, I i agree with the teenage girls to an extent i used to when i used to not for teenage girls but girls in general when i was in college is that one of my friends was like look you bring the drink to the party the drink that the girls will drink if the girls get the drinks that they want to drink they'll be happy and when girls are happy then the guys are happy it doesn't matter. And the guys can drink the girl, like the seltzers, right? Like the guys so, can do that, but you don't bring the IPAs necessarily. So how, so how do you reach the people who are setting the trends if you want them to read comics? Right. I, I don't, because like I have, I teach a lot of, uh, I teach a lot of uh, mostly, mostly girls uh, at my, my new school. Yeah. Um I have also high population of people who are gender non-conforming, you know, yeah. who identify as non-binary. Yeah. Um, and like, they all, for the most part, seem to really like superhero media, but they're not going out and buying comics. No. And I don't know if that's necessarily because number one, it's too expensive to it's, you know, it's too overwhelming. Um, that Those are the two things. Those are the two big, like, yeah. what you hear from people. The biggest who- one I get here, here all the time is just too much. You yeah. guys are making me want to make a new podcast. Stop giving me yes. ideas for Do it, new Dimitri. podcasts Don't have a life and gives me more, more work. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, we're, we're, I'm doing a monthly X Men podcast called State of X, which I'm surprised that title has not been taken yet, but I'm taking it. And it's going to be a monthly X-Men catch-up podcast that we're doing. I love that. Um, And so, you know, definitely stay tuned for that. But now you guys are making me, because right now we're getting off the topic of like Best Comics 2023. And we're getting into like huge, big comic book industry topics, which. This is phenomenal. I I also want to talk about. That's the problem. The problem is, is that we all. That's not the point of the show. It's not the point, (laughs) but it's all. ah. Can I, can I, can I just. I'm with you Since you mentioned this. Yeah. I'm I'm just going to go on a tiny tiny little rant. Yeah. Okay. The tiny rant being um I think one of the big things that happened this year happened towards the end of the year the comic shop owner who was angry at the state of superhero comics um talking about how like oh they're not selling because writers are doing their take on the superheroes and not letting the superheroes be written the way that they have been for years. I think that this is number one. I, I very strongly disagree with him. Um, number two, like, like I, not to say that I disagree with why that's not, I, I don't necessarily think that he's wrong, that that's why comics aren't selling. Um, I don't know that he's right, but I don't know that he's wrong. Um, I don't think, I think he's wrong. They're just not written for him anymore. Right. And I, that's, that's who is I, this person? He's a comic shop owner who put up a video where on TikTok. 
No, he he it was uh I think on Twitter. Uh, I was like on the on Yeah, on he got news, a lot of traction. I can picture news. him in my head. I forget who he was. He, he had a lot of traction. Um and he said essentially what it boiled down to is nobody cares what you would do if you were Captain America. We care about what Captain America would do. And that's why people are getting fed up with superhero books because writers are putting their own thoughts into the books. Um I disagree with that in general. There's a there's a point there and there's not a point there, but I continue. Um mostly I I I again, I don't know if he's right or wrong about that being a reason why people wouldn't buy comics. Maybe it is a reason. I don't think he has any way of knowing that except for his own experience, right? Right. Um there's no way to really gauge that without doing right. some kind of big huge international survey. Um um it, that can, he can speculate that as as much as he wants. Um, I think that he is wrong about that, though, like that entire sentiment is wrong. I actually do find it a little bit more interesting to think. Really, you know, not necessarily what would you do if you were Captain America, but really it's what does this new writer bring that nobody else is or that nobody else can do. Right. Uh What perspective does the new writer uh, bring? Yeah. That that is the reason they're writing the book. Um, And you know we we have to we have to kind of embrace this change we have to let writers do what they're going we have to let artists do what they're going to do because just like we were saying on thursday when you when you make it just a thing for people to buy to make money it be it's not art it's a consumable and okay. not, i did say that i am we said that we hey. said that together I, I am not interested in just making comics another consumable so yeah. I'm going to tie that all back in just to say if comics have to have a specialty shop to exist because it's not because that's how we keep from compromising the art inside. Mm -hmm. I, I will, I will go to a specialty shop forever. Uh, And if we're, that's what we do have. And if we're going to compromise the art on the inside and try to make it like something that is just consumable to make money. And I know corporate comics are just to make money really in the end, but every now and then some great stuff sinks through. Some- I think it, the on the corporate level, the point is to make money, but I don't Absolutely. think those, yes. I think those creators who are essentially signing away their own ideas because they want it to be on Batman, you know, but yeah. it's own their ideas are owned by DC Comics. I think they're doing it for the love of it. And for I think sure. that, you know, for sure. the corporation, these unnamed, unfaced people that will be making and, the most money. And my my fear is that if you start letting comics en masse into the big box stores, you're gonna start seeing compromises to keep them there. Oh. And I don't want that see compromises to keep them there i mean you i mean we already do that with the big two are you talking strictly ind- independent comics right well now? he was we, he was talking about independent comics okay yeah, okay well, then yeah. yeah i mean they need to a certain point if you want to have an industry it needs to have some sort of marketability to it it needs to bring in some sort of money to keep it going unless you have an independent um you know benefactor that's going to support sure. the comic no matter what well, but like there needs to be some sort of you know me me being like a musician i've always noticed the parallels like the overlaps between uh comics industry and music industry right and superhero comics to me are like the pop music of uh of of you know 
the comics industry, right? right. Um, but right now, um, if the music industry lost all the money, just stopped making money and completely shut down, it just stopped making money um, and it was gone tomorrow, right? Probably not going to hear much Dua Lipa. Um, you're not going to hear, you'd probably hear Taylor, Taylor Swift. She'd probably still continue making music. Uh-huh. But it's just not going to be marketed the same way, right? Because there are independent artists who, like, like you know, the type of musician that I was, right? I was in a band that 100% knew we were never going to make a dollar off of our music. Yeah. So we went on tour and played shows and we played every show we played except for one in New Jersey was really, really good. Um, we we continued to exist. And honestly, we were better because we knew we weren't going to be making any money. We weren't going to be, you know, like because we knew that there was no reason for us to like try to be marketable. Don't, 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 do not get me wrong. When I say that they won't exist, I'm not saying they won't exist, but I'm saying, sure, there's going to be people going to write comics no matter what, right? And they're off time in between their shifts, whatever they want to do. I guarantee there will be. But I, if you want to have people read them, if you want to have people enjoy them, more than the people that can just walk to wherever they're selling it, right? Like that needs to be a prop, that needs to have some sort of, money coming in to make a profit sure. for the people producing the and the comic books to get the word out there like if you're just having it for your own sake you just want it because it's out there great that's phenomenal that's great for that but if you're trying to make a comic and you want it first off to live off of it first off to live off of it if that's what you want to do that needs to have some sort of money coming in what if, if you what if this this is going to sound like me being callous but like what if we just don't live off of comics. What if we do it just because we love it? Well, right? then we're going to see less of them. The quality is going to go down because they're going to do it in the, in the you know. In this society, the, 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 you got to be able to make money off of it. You have to do at something least, like at that. At least yeah. in the sense of like the things that make the most money can use that money to propel itself. I also right? don't want to be taken the wrong way that I, I'm not saying that, you know, these big corporations need to take control of these. No, I, there needs to be some sort of balance. It's a double-edged sure. sword. It's the same, but same thing with superhero books. You're saying that there were, there are the pop hits. Sure. But at the same time, back in like the 90s and 80s, they were not. That was still, it were nerdy. Like it was, it was so, well, un, it was still underground. But pop, so hit, like, pop hits in the, in the, in the medium. Exactly. I, I know what you mean. That's, 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 that's what I'm saying. Even, even then it's still like the, sure, it's the, 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 yeah. the bigger ones. But like, and, and, and that is, you know, we still have a, you know, we, there are a number of major superhero books that came out this year that are really good. Oh, yeah, know? for and sure. They are, and they feel like they are uncompromising, you know, and, and, and you know, for every Lazarus planet, there was an action comics that came out this year. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, but that, that's what I'm saying. There needs to be some sort of balance between them. And I think the the more passion you have for it, the more you're going to fight for it, right? I, yeah, and and I just I I I think I I there's the part of me that's just like the industry 
is it's like like maybe we don't need to make as much money this year maybe we can just keep doing what we you know like in the upcoming year you know maybe maybe we can just keep doing what we've been doing sure somebody at warner brothers is probably not going to be too happy about it but But that person controls your food you know what i mean like people who run comic shops also are living off of this and i'm I'm speaking idealistically yeah idealistic i mean idealistically i also think that too i wish we could all just you know somebody do whatever for sure i would love that for sure and you know our passions just follow the passions whenever it strikes us i would love that i just if we want if we want people to read these stories if we want people to identify them if we want more people to see themselves in comics and these characters and be inspired by them so they can create their own and you know tell these all these different stories that haven't been told before and have all these eyes on to see people actually see and be seen and feel heard in these stories you need need to have some way of getting it out there and that requires money the goal is in, to in our society the most people right so like i come from a comedy performing acting background uh there used to be people that would be like well i don't care how many people come to my comedy show i'm doing it for the art and it's like you can do it for the art but then to do it in your garage if it doesn't matter who's gonna see you do and it to nobody you know that that, that... You, you know that really is kind of like the the two sides of things because you know like i said i relate everything back to being a musician and it yeah. was like i we, love the perspective by the way. we great. knew 100 percent. like we knew we weren't playing giant shows we knew that like you know we we were a relatively well-known band in our genre yeah. you know i have to put that in there in our genre right um because you know like people your everyday joe out on the street didn't know who we were and would never know who we were right but the people who were going to find us did and i think that that is i think that that is especially true in the comics industry the people who are going to become comic fans do um because if you're letting little barriers stop you you're gonna let them stop you no matter what. Ah, I don't know. Some agree. people don't know they're a yes fan no. until you till they till they're till you tell them they're a fan, right? There's some, some people kids that... don't even want to read in general, right? Like it's up to a teacher to teach a kid their love of reading. It's the same goes sure. with this medium. It's not prose, but it's sequential art. Sure, a- absolutely. But I still think imagine that... all the people that could have heard you if you had a you know a publisher or, 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 or forget, a record label behind you like pushing your stuff right well pushing like around the world all the people around the world that could love your music right we did we we had i mean we had people around the world listening to us we weren't just like a band that people in our city heard you know i mean like we were oh sorry it was when you said you, you were in your area that when everyone in your area so i assumed it was right, just right, that, right. But yeah but like i i, I just think i i don't know i i it, it sounds like I'm trying to make a whole point here when really I'm just trying to like kind of <laughs> I'm really just kind of like like trying to put different two different things together. Yeah. Um, trying to draw comparisons from. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying totally. to say I'm not trying to say like ah, <laughs> anything like that. Uh, it's more so just um, I want I, more people to love comments. Me too. I do, I do too. I you do know? too. And, and I think, I think that if we think of comics the same way that we do fringe genres of music, right. Um, I played in, I played in a punk band, right. 
the type of punk that we played is not the type that like, you know, we're, you were never going to have a song on the radio. Right. Um, you're never, you're, you know, we're, we're never going to make money off of this, but the people who are looking for it will find it. We made music that everyone was, was welcome to find. Right. But we knew not everybody was going to. But you, we imagine totally making it easier to find them. Yeah. Huh? You could but the internet it. makes it easier to find, right? Right, right? right. So that's also a thing, but that's also what we do as content creators, right? It's who you trust. You like, listen to the word of the people that you trust. I mean, I didn't I didn't read Golden Age books until I worked with this this gentleman at the first first shop I worked at that had been you know reading comics since like the fifties, and he was working in the back issue section with me, and he would just talk about Golden Age comics. Like, Why would I want to read something from the nineteen forties and fifties? Right. I'm glad I did, like, because he would recommend it, and he made it sound so entertaining. And I mean, they're cheesy, but like, yeah, I I liked the stories. My, my I take, liked the characters. My take on Golden Age character, uh, Golden Age stories is I don't like the stories. I like the characters, so I like them better oh, yeah. when they're modern time, which is why Justice Society uh existing in the modern dc is important to me isn't that crazy Um, the two golden age characters right now are probably the two best dc books out right now isn't that crazy? which is what what jay garrick and alan scott yeah like but also wesley dodds has a sandman book oh wesley dobbs book yeah yeah wesley dodds so so the new golden age has really picked up in this year also and they are some of the best books in this dc really strengthened the brand this year and that's that's like one of my big points with this best comics of 2023 for me personally is that I think Marvel did a couple slip ups this year. I think DC Lazarus Planet is its own thing. It's kind of hard to like whatever, but I mean, like that's a, that's a slip up. I mean, you gotta you gotta if Lazarus Planet was a slip Marvel, up. Yeah. You gotta fall DC too. It's true, and I'm not. No, I mean I love both, right? But like, as do I, as do I. And I, I read Lazarus Planet, but I think that like when it comes to DC, like the new Golden Age books, Star Girl and the Lost Children, I thought was a great was a great so read. Good. Um, and then the Justice Society of America is really kind of just picking up. Uh, I mean, it's Jeff did Johns. The per- he writes it when he wants. It's just okay, you know, it is what it is. But like, and and Night Terrors wasn't good. Filler but like, storyline and like, but like that frustrated Beast, me. Beast World's kind of fun, but it's not really what I need. But it is what it is. I don't know. I don't I'm, know. I'm kind of. I'll say this. I'm kind of okay with the way that DC has been treating these events this last year, uh-huh. um, because I, I read, I read Night Terrors. Yeah. Um, not everything, but I read like the main series and then like yeah. the characters I was interested in or the creators who were making stuff that I was interested in. But if I didn't read that, I wouldn't have lost anything. No. Um, and the same thing with, I like I said, I didn't read Lazarus Planet. I think I maybe like read the alpha issue. It was just kind of like, eh, this isn't for me. Yeah. And But I didn't, I didn't feel like I lost anything for, you know, for having not read that. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm kind of, cool with them doing these events for the people who like that sort of thing yeah but uh allowing for like just the universe to continue spinning for everybody else you know which was the problem with night terrors the problem with night terrors is they stopped everybody's titles for two night terrors did stop the titles but at the same time if you weren't interested in it and you didn't read it I just had a weird little light shift that it here. Oh. Uh, if you didn't read it, 
you just you know you took two months off of dc books but you didn't miss anything right yeah. like yeah you i mean anything so crucial like going back if i didn't read in like the 2000s if i didn't read infinity crisis right yeah like the next time i picked up <laughs> my regular books i wouldn't it would have been one year later. That's yeah, that was literally their initiative right after Infinite Crisis. Like was one year later, which I loved, by the way. Yeah, me too. Definitely changed in the rest of the universe, and I think that there are there are um, there are good things, you know, about that, and there are yeah. bad things about that. But yeah. overall, I kind of like the whole I can pick and choose my experience right now. Yeah. I, I, can get, I can get behind that for sure. Um, I, I think I, I like that perspective actually I also like it that anyone can just pick up this or they don't have to read it I wish they didn't I wish I didn't have super big crossovers all the time I don't like mm, it when books same. pause right I also don't like that um but my biggest problem with night terrors this issue was it was it was the justice league right? the big uh, the first issue it had Batman Superman Wonder Woman right and I was really hoping that DC would really push the Titans, like you said they were going to, as the big team. And this is the first big storyline after that, after we get a Titans announcement, was the first character. Where's, the, where's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, right? From an old Justice League storyline. And uh, that's what I kind of threw me off about it beginning as well, was that DC never seems to back what they're saying and what they're yeah. big guys because they're, they're i knew they're going to eventually go back to the justice league as well i mean the best thing they did with the absence of the big three is one of my favorite comic books of all time is 52 oh my god me too that's book so good it is but then they tried to capture lightning in a bottle again and they did countdown it was oh bad down was it you, you didn't like it i mean it's not great but i countdown got fun. bad for multiple different reasons well yeah okay and then they did trinity which was their also their weekly one after oh my god i love trinity it's not good but i love it i completely agree that it's not a good book but i 52 love 52 is great Fifty-two uh, is amazing batman eternal was another 52 issue series that was great uh i didn't well, read batman and robin eternal technically all the new 52 books ended at 52 that were still existing what do you mean what well you said that's another 52 book 52 issue book not new 52 yeah, yeah well new 52 all the new 52 books ended they at 52, all, they all ended and then they restarted re yeah. rebirth Batman, Scott Snyder ended at 52. Superman ended at 52. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, they all ended yeah. at 52. And then they well, I meant 52 issue as in uh, a weekly comic. I know. I know what you meant. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. being. <laughs> well, uh, what stands out for DC Comics before we move to Marvel? But like, what stands out for DC Comics this year? Like in general? Yeah, in general. Like, what were the good, what were the big DC hits this year? For me, uh, I mean, I could, I got, I got a few of these here, but like the they big did, one for yeah. me uh action comics was consistently good every week that it came out um philip kennedy johnson just understood how to make batman feel relevant sorry superman not batman superman relevant to make batman feel irrelevant <laughs> uh, superman it, was there uh, yes kip sadarsky made batman feel irrelevant but mm -hmm. uh uh <laughs> and i say that as somebody who liked gotham more uh i also like gotham more i did no worries it did not end well with the whole just the vandal savage why was vandal savage part well, of this i mean i i give tynan a break for that just because like i guarantee he was thrown in there right they fired tom king and they needed someone to fill in for this batman so he's just like oh sure let's do this batman run right i mean he probably had some ideas in the background if he ever wrote batman but like 
I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure a lot of big comic book writers have some ideas in the back of their head for these big characters, uh-huh. but like I, he just was thrown on after Tom King got fired. Yeah. But, uh, action. Yeah. <laughs> Superman, it's a Superman Renaissance right now. I it's, love it. Yes. Yeah. Superman is this action run and really, you know, the entirety of Phil Kennedy Johnson's Superman is one of the best Superman runs not just in recent years it's one of the best of all time and like i get kind of bummed out when people tell me they're not reading it but like it just needs it just needs a cheerleader right it needs somebody to be like listen you are going to like this if you read it and yeah i mean i've tried to do that all year just consistently showing people why they need to be reading this Superman book because it's so so good I mean the the war world storyline was phenomenal yes. man I got it in paperback the th- it's a thick paperback too yeah I, I got it I was like this is one of the most iconic Superman stories ever told it will continue to be 10 years from now they'll be talking about it 20 years from now right yeah it's it's I don't think enough people are talking about it. that's the problem here but that's our industry it, shrinking, right? Like it is, it is going to find its audience. Yeah. Well, I think there's just a, I don't know, there's not a huge amount of Superman love at the moment. Maybe one I know. day. I think Superman loves increasing. I think that I, I, I said that. I said well, maybe there's one not day. Enough, Obviously, you're saying? no, not at all. I mean, there's a lot of people I talk to. Uh, well, there's never enough. Don't like Superman because they think he's a boring character, and I well, think that's a huge misunderstanding of the character and a lot of. Uh, Storylines that have come out for him. I'm going to say something incendiary, okay? And that is, and this is, I'm not a religious person, but it's the people, the Superman, like the qualities of Superman is very similar to the qualities of Jesus. I'm not saying Superman is Jesus. I'm, you know, I'm just saying that the qualities can be boring, but they're good. And that's why people almost reinvent Jesus. Like people's, reinvention of jesus and then the reinvention of superman to be this like overpowered dbz character like that's what they want and that's the same jesus that they they want right it's just are you saying they want jesus to go super saiyan is that what you just said i mean kind of in a way metaphorically speaking i'd watch it you know I would but like too. the reinvention of this uh, of a good character, like a character that sole purpose is to be good, is people always they're they're uh, people don't want it. I could not generally I... speaking, but like a good amount of people do not want a good person. If I had enough time and resources. I think that I could do an entire sociological study on the like comparing what's going on in the world to waning interest in Superman. I think that'd be interesting. I'd read that. Well, people have people have brought up like depending on who's president, how do comics and media mirror that? Do we get lighter com or lighter media or darker media because of depending on how things go Mm -hmm. and so like Mm -hmm. i I don't know what the studies have shown but the point being is that like i think superman interest is increasing and i think mostly it's because well somebody had mentioned they they said this is literally the time for superman when it comes to um when it's about a reporter 
reporting about the news, trying to do good things to take down people that are abusing their power. Like, this is the moment for Superman yeah. to come back, to, to respect Superman. Superman's always been around, but to, the respect around. needs to come back. Yeah. You know, it's hokey and cheesy when you think of Reeves, but, like, I personally think um, Lo- Superman and Lois has done a good considerable amount of... of I agree. Of, of, I, agree. Of, of, I, I, I think so, too, and way. I think... I think we can kind of give a little bit of the credit to the fact that like James Gunn has announced that he's doing a Superman story. And, you know, James Gunn is a name that people recognize because of his work in Marvel. So now people are like kind of on looking at it. And then it just is serendipitous that you have somebody like Phil Kennedy Johnson writing the book at the same time that people are going, Oh, I really let's check out Superman. Let's see what's going on. What can I expect from this guy? Yeah. You know, I don't uh, know whether it's serendipity. I think it's correlation. I don't think it's causation, but I think it's correlation. I, I think I, this is the time for people to aspire to be like Superman. Yeah. Or Jesus. I, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people in general, when it comes to Superman, just think they know what superman is but yeah but they're wrong and it's not their fault it's just because of what's been sold to them uh over the years because like when people think of superman they're gonna you know, there was a period of time when people thought of superman they thought of injustice um it, yeah because so many evil versions of superman right and and i'm i'm not even somebody who thinks like that evil versions of superman are like bad or that they're like doing damage to the character or anything like that i think that there is just needs to be a little bit of media literacy from people to recognize that his being evil is a commentary not on the character but on the world in which he's being created right like uh some of the best evil superman stories you know like i mean invincible is in the is big right now um boys the boys so take uh, invincible versus the boys and i again i don't want to get too off track with this but like invincible versus the boys people say that they're so similar evil superman blah 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 it's not about whether they have an evil superman it's what are they trying to show us through evil superman so Like the boys, it's like uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? Nobody with powers in the boys. Did I say the boys? Yeah. Nobody in the boys who has powers ends up not corrupted, right? The whole are they trying to compare Nolan Omni Man to Homelander? Is is that what you're trying to say? Kind of, yeah. People people draw the line of like evil Superman, evil Superman, and it's like evil Superman is not evil Superman. Evil Superman, they're done in different ways. If you look at them from a very surface level uh perspective yeah they're similar wouldn't it be cool well, if superman was bad it would be cool if superman was bad right but that's the well, if you want to read that's a, what they're the saying best evil superman you would got to read irredeemable irredeemable read. yeah irredeemable is incredible uh uh and that's mark is that mark wade that's or mark no, wade. Kirk, is it, or is it it's, no, is it it's mark, mark wade? wade it is mark, mark wade, wade. Oh. And the companion book to it, Incorruptible. Incorruptible. The fact that Such those a cool idea. exist at the same time Such is a cool idea. really cool. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, on the surface, yeah, it's it's exactly what you're saying. What if Superman was bad? But, like, they're accomplishing two totally different things. Exactly. Um, Homelander is, I don't think that Homelander is necessarily absolute power corrupts absolutely. I think 
Homelander, the main commentary is about, uh, uh, you know, unchecked capitalism. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it also is showing that, like, everybody who's rich is bad. Or if you're good, you end up being killed by the bad rich person. Right. Like, no matter what, if you're good, good is a liability in the Mm -hmm. boys' universe. Whereas... But in... In 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 Invincible... Invincible... Invincible, uh, Now, I'm going to... 100% 100% say I never I have not finished reading Invincible oh, okay. but, but I am much further than where the television show is now yeah. right yeah, yeah and people who are discovering it now because of the television show um are only getting part of Nolan's story that's what I'm talking about that's what confused me about the comparison between Omni-Man and Homelander that's what I'm trying to like, say yeah four different characters because like Really, and we're you know we're kind of starting to see it in the in where the television show is now. Which also, I have so many thoughts about the television show. Um, <laughs> where it is, where it is right now, like we're kind of starting to see that it's not about how evil he can be. It's about how good can you become after you went so far, right? Right. It's, Which one I are you mean, talking about? Homelander? I mean, in, Invincible. Oh, Invincible. Yeah, yeah. Well, but in Invincible, good is not... It's In boys, good is a liability. And in, in, in Invincible, it, good is celebrated. Good is celebrated. And also good, no matter through the hardest of times, good is the way you move forward. At least at least through Mark's perspective, yes. I can, Even I can get through Nolan, that. good is the way he moves forward. I think... Through I mean, all the sure, Viltrumites, sure, the only sure. way oh, okay. they could, the only way Invincible ends how it ends in issue one forty four. I don't think is... it's good. I think it's love. I think I think love is in there. That that's really put the driving factor of all those all those main characters that keeps them going. Yeah, the main characters, I mean, yeah. But at the ending with, and I don't want to spoil anything, but the ending with the Viltrumites, it's not about love necessarily. I mean, s- some of them. Yes, it but is. It... All the all the Viltrumites have families on Earth, right? So, you know, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, right, right, there's right. a lot of love in there. There's a lot. No, of no, love no. I know, that. but like, how do you change the universe? Is through good. Like, there's a there's a oh, future yeah. scene where they somebody chooses not to fight, you know, and chooses not to kill somebody else, and it's like that's not about love for that person. That's about being good and loving maybe other people, sure, but generally, oh, maybe love and good go hand in hand. But I, I, hand I think hand. so. Yeah. The point being is that like. You, by being capable of love, you can you can be good, right? Maybe that's the thing. Maybe but, that's the thing. Yeah, I like that. But like, like boys, that. it's like love and good is a liability. Love and good is what gets you killed. Listen. By the way, the boys is like the rare occurrence where I'm like, watch the show. You don't need to read the comic book. The yeah, comic is horrible. I will I never recommend the comic to anyone. I don't either. I don't like Garth Ennis. I'm not, um, not Garth Ennis. Um, yeah, Garth. Garth Ennis. Yeah, Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis. Garth I'm not a huge fan of Garth Ennis anyways. And so don't read the comic. if you yeah. I mean, I guess you can, but. The boy, the show is much better. I will yeah. actively tell people not to watch or not to read the boys' comic. That's the only comic I will actively tell people not to read. Yeah, my, I mean, yeah, my my position on most things is experience it for yourself to form your own opinion. But here's mine because, uh, you know, don't don't. I I always tell people skip the boys. Uh, Wanted is the yeah. only book I've ever just been like, I don't want this. You can have it. You know. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, Wanted so it's so different from the movie. It's ridiculous. They're not even yeah, the same. I thing. like it's the crazy. Wanted comic. 
it's different. It's different. Not the movie, but I think the boy. Different. I think the boys is, in my opinion, dramatically worse than Wanted. But yes, it is a very. Yeah, different, oh, yeah. it's a different story. Yeah, um, but all that is to say, action comics right now is really good. Okay, there we go. Yes, Superman in general. Because Super Superboy, uh, the Man of Tomorrow, was really yeah. good. To the by one. the way, the creator liked and commented in my video for it. Kenny, oh, congratulations! Yeah, was it? Was I also like Joshua Williamson's run right now too on Superman. Is I've been really loving that series right now too. Mm. Is Joshua Williamson's yeah. run right now? Yeah, it's really it's great. What's uh, Joshua Williamson writing? Superman. The oh, main Superman book. Yeah. The main Superman yeah. book has been really good, and the art has been really good. The art Super really draws good. me in. Yeah, exactly. The art isn't. What is it? Is it Jamal Eigel? Yes, I think so. At least the first first story arc. Yeah, it's oh, he was born to draw Superman. It's yep. been it's just, really good art. It looks. It's so. It look. He make. He, his art is very comic book. I like it, but like, it's so different. Like it's it's yeah. it's not like cheesy. I like it. It is. It is bananas how good it is um uh, speaking about really a really good miniseries weirdly enough antithesis antithesis of superman peacemaker tries hard it's on a lot of people's best comic list of 2023 i, I didn't it? like it i didn't like it you didn't like it no i i went in um knowing that it was going to be in the same like tone inspired and yeah. even then i was kind of just like i think the show worked because john cena is really good at delivering those lines yeah so me reading it on paper is kind of just like all right this sounds like somebody trying to do the show yeah and i know that a lot of people really liked it but it just didn't click with me yeah um i'm not gonna sit here and say that i thought it was bad because i don't necessarily think that it was bad it just yeah. didn't work for me yeah, it didn't it didn't okay. catch me either. I'm not a huge fan of that kind of just personally. I'm not a huge fan of the, that kind of character. That's why I don't like Deadpool either. Right. He's very Deadpool-esque. And so I just I'm not a huge fan of that that kind of style of of character. And just like the over the top gruesome violence is just not a thing I I enjoy. So it just I don't normally me. enjoy that. No, but this caught me off guard. I liked it. I'm glad. Fantastic. Deadpool though, this recent run of Deadpool, one of the best Deadpool runs ever. It was great. Was it? Did you guys read it at all? I've been trying to tell people. I didn't didn't even know that it existed because it completely was unlike previous runs. What was funny? Different. There's actual love. If you're talking about love, let's talk about love, baby. He's had that. He has both those things before. Okay, whatever. Anyway, um, so it's it's written by um, I forget who it's written by, but it's I think twelve issues or something, and like basically Deadpool falls in love with um there's an assassins guild and he falls in love with one of them and they're non-binary. A lot of people say that that character is a, essentially a self insert of the non-binary writer, but take that for what you will. I don't know, but the character is really good. They're a a venom symbiote or a carnage symbiote gestates in Deadpool's kidney and he gives birth to it. And it's a, a carnage dog. And it's like played more like a dog that eats people. And it's just fun. Um, Lady Deathstrike is also part of that Assassin's Guild. And Lady Deathstrike ends up becoming Deadpool's friend and dog sitter for the dog. And like Deadpool wants to go out on a date, a nice night alone. So then 
Lady Deathstrike has to look over the dog. There's this big old Assassin's Guild. Dr. Octopus is in it in the first at least couple issues. Um, it has heart. I don't know. It has heart. I'm glad and you it's enjoyed funny. it. Fantastic. But I'm, it's I'm... unlike previous Deadpool stuff is what I'm trying to say. Okay. And I would All say right, give enough. it a shot. Give it a shot. I definitely sure, of course. I'll read that. I'm uh I'm actually uh I'm upset that you enjoyed it. Really? Did, did I'm you, kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> did you what did if it just took it? a turn like that? Listen, if you're well, in here talking nice things about Deadpool, that's how I feel about the boys, though. That's the one comic. I'm like, <laughs> that's how I feel about the boys. If you yeah, like it, if you like the boys, I judge you for it. That's the only thing. I can't, right, I can't help it. I feel like the comic for sure. I'm like, this way better. Oh, no, I'm talking about the comic, not the not the show. I like the show. Yeah, the show's the good. The show's, the, show's, the show's entertaining. But yeah, uh, just watch the show. Enjoy. It's the same thing. Enjoy. Uh, this, this This might be a hot take. This is the same thing I have for Umbrella Academy as well. I think the show is vastly superior. Well, that's interesting. Comic. Yeah. I, I uh, but I'm not a huge read. fan of Jar Way, his writing. I don't like Jar Way's writing. I, just... I have I have not read Umbrella Academy yet, but I have uh, volumes one and three. I'm missing two. Um, and I've I've been meaning to because I did enjoy the show quite a bit. Um, so I mean, I, now I'm interested to see like how. No, totally. I, I, people yeah. love it. Like I said, I'm in, I'm probably in the vast minority of that, but I just find Jarway's writing very disjointed, and you you have to like understand him to mm-hmm. really like enjoy him. I, you he, must he's make not, love he, to the I, author first. He's not he's not a, he's not someone that you jump into just fresh. Like I'll, his, I'll tell you this. I, I wrote him off for a long time because uh, I just don't care about his, I don't care about his music at all. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the true life, there's a, he wrote a comic for Dark Horse called The True Life of Fabulous Killjoys. Yeah. And you had to have listened to all his albums because there's a, there's a story through the, his mm. albums, right? And you have to understand the albums because it picks up ex- exactly where his last album at was off. And I opened it up and I was so confused. Mm. Yeah. And that's, it wasn't for me then, right? It wasn't for me, but it was very so limited for and that's how he, he writes for like that like he you have to just he writes in a way that you have to just kind of like go with it and pick up eventually what he's trying yeah. to say kind of decode um, what he's trying to say are there other dc titles that really worked really well i think mark wade's been killing it anything mark Ray, wade uh, wrote this world's year. finest yeah world's finest uh has been really good i think i think there was a little bit where it dipped yeah. where i, I kind of wasn't as into it but now what's going on with like the returning to kingdom come ah, uh, i've yes, i've really been did. enjoying that um um i you know what in the, there's there's there is a part of me that thinks this could just be coincidence or it's not <laughs> um no i mean those are two options <laughs> n- n- yeah right um, <laughs> It's either a coincidence or it's an incredibly intentional. Um, okay. The character who becomes Magog, yeah, is called originally what Boy Thunder, and now he's Thunder Man, right? In sure. uh, in the newest yeah. issue, he's called Thunder Man. Yeah. Um. Le- last year, Alan Moore put out a book of short stories, um, like prose short stories. And in the back of it is uh, a novella that he wrote that's a fictionalized version of the history of comics um, as he interprets it. And he is essentially writing it to explain why he quit. Okay. And in it, the it's called What We Can Know About Thunderman. And in it, 
the uh like stand-in for the superman comic is this character called thunderman that is like you know the the first he's the first superhero um in this you know story that he's writing um which is not like it's not like a story about superheroes it's a story about people who make them yeah um and uh i i can't help but wonder if mark wade is doing that to kind of like draw a connection to people who know that because like this is a story that's like a it, you know it, his story was uh, the the Alan Moore story is a meta commentary about his experience in the superhero industry or in the comics industry. Right. Kingdom Come is maybe not directly, maybe not not like the intention was to do this, but it is it, it is a uh, a response to the way that comics changed post watchmen so i i just i i'm wondering if there is like if he's doing this on purpose to be like to draw a connection to alan moore once again with his uh kingdom come return i mean yeah uh shout out to arkamani 56 uh saying was a really big fan of the wade moore uh, shazam run that started this year excited to see the conclusions the Uh, shazam run so good yeah, yeah it's it great. I will it's, just before we silly and I know goofy we're running out of time. I am. I'll say my favorite DC book this year. I think the best DC book that I've loved this year had to have been Birds of Prey. I think Birds of Prey is phenomenal. Birds of Prey is awesome. Art's phenomenal. Story yeah. is great, and anyone can jump into it and enjoy. And it's action packed. There's a lot of great dialogue, which I love. It's just such a powerful book. I've loved the Birds of Prey. It's exactly it's, what I love, except, and I've been waiting a long time for Birds of Prey to come back. I have, I, I haven't read it. I it's, read the first couple issue or first couple pages of the first issue and then I stopped. Yeah. I just haven't been able to like jump back on. It is great. Okay. Great. I need and to. Yeah, I need I, to. I know. And this I, is coming. I'm not a huge fan of Harley Quinn on books, like the other Birds yeah. of Prey run that they had, the the um black black label one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge fan. Uh like I think Harley Quinn's fine, but I'm not a huge fan of her on this. Usually I did, was not excited to have her on this team. I'm totally fine with her being on the team. Like, no, I think do you know what they use her very, very well. Do you know what it feels like since you brought this up earlier? Um, how you're not a fan of Deadpool? This Birds of Prey series feels like what it's doing with Harley Quinn is like what Rick Remender was doing oh. with Deadpool in Uncanny Force. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the only time I really enjoyed Deadpool. Yeah, like yeah. He, he balances the rest of the team and the dark and gritty and murder squad balances Deadpool so well that yeah. you don't even notice. And and I. I, I liked him on that. Thank you, Brick, for bringing that up, uh, Drew. That was yeah. phenomenal. Yes, uh, his run on uh, Remender's run on X Uncanny X Force really got me to and actually enjoy reading I, Deadpool. I would be very surprised if Kelly Thompson is like actively, if she ever actively says, "No, that wasn't an influence on my Birds of Prey," because it it feels a lot like it. And I'm I'm not saying that to be like, oh, it's derivative or anything like that. Yeah. It's it's a compliment. Um, it 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 feels like a really cool uh uh companion piece to that um yeah i i've i've really immensely been enjoying birds and it's of prey it's funny there's funny parts in there which i like there's humor there's drama there's like i just love the dialogue everyone um, feels so individual like no one there's no blending of characters like it just feels so great yeah, yeah. i i i think it's fantastic i've i've really been enjoying it so far 
Um, I'm a sucker for Black Canary. Um, she's among my favorite DC characters. Um, so like anytime she's kind of in a book, I get I get pretty excited about it because I think she's also one that um, doesn't get explored to death. There's new things to say about her. Um, yeah, she's I mean, she's read awesome. the original like 121 issue Birds of Prey run with with Black Canary if you want some in depth Birds Black Canary run. Is that the the Gail um, Simone one? Well, I mean, she she does a couple story arcs later on, but um, even the beginning stuff, especially when uh, Black Canary and Barbara are trying to form the birds, mm-hmm. uh, ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. Uh, I want to be able to hit Marvel um, before we get going. Um, I, I think Marvel had some uh, really good hits. I didn't care so much for Sins of Sinister, and I didn't really. I'm not a big fan of this fall of X era, but the Hellfire Gala for X-Men being a huge X-Men fan myself, like, right. Like I thought it was great. Like the Hellfire Gala this year. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, first off, I love that they do this Hellfire Gala in general, just like I like that Marvel's doing these timeless issues. That's kind of like letting you know what's, you know, the big storylines coming up for Marvel. Yeah. I think that's really fun. And I like, I like the Hellfire Gala um issues in general i liked this one i agree with you i'm not i'm haven't been a huge fan of this fall of x i think there's a lot of potential i think we're getting in the downswing and then we can see it coming up very soon i don't know i'm afraid of what's going to happen yeah i like i need them to kind of tie in i think that's the thing i've been missing like x-men x-men is what got me started in the comics wolverine number one was my very very first comic and i read x-men is what got me through the 90s they will always have a huge part in my heart and they're just not tied to anything i think that's the thing i've been missing i've been loving hickman's the powers of x right i love yeah. that whole thing but they're not connected to the rest of the marvel universe too much and usually they're not right you can read x-men and just enjoy that oh. um but they usually something ties them in and i i, I kind of need that a little bit i like Krakoan era stuff the fall of x stuff is that's what i'm saying i did too i did too yeah um drew you don't read much marvel right or you do I don't yeah, I, I don't really. I mean, I got my characters who I do read, one of which is uh, Moon Knight, but I have not read Moon Knight since like issue three. Um, I've gotten every issue that's come out, but I'm just like way behind on it. Um, I loved the Daredevil run, uh, the Chip Zdarsky Daredevil run from yeah. beginning to end. Um, it ended this year. Uh, I was a big fan of it. Um, I there were things here and there that I picked up. I mean, I like the new, uh, I like the couple issues of the new Captain America. Um, I've been, it's enjoying, been really good. Yeah. I've been, I've been enjoying the Blade agree. book that's out right now. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Good mention. I yes, love this issue with Dracula is really good. recently. That issue that just came out with Dracula, where he's yeah. training I- with him. I've I've never read a Blade series before, so this is a first for me, and yeah. uh, I like it. I think it's cool. Um, I one that I wish that I had kept up on because I was sticking with it. Very, I was sticking with it closely, like definitely making sure to read it every week that it came out. Um, but then I fell off of it. But I, I enjoyed what I read, and it was another one, a character, a, a, a book that I had never read before. But I hopped on the new Fantastic Four, um, and. Sure. Yeah. I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. I it's mean, the, fun science fiction. Yeah, I mean, right now it was it was it was uh, it was cool. I liked where you know the it it felt very um, there was an overarching story, but like each issue was kind of self-contained for a while. Yeah, um, I thought that was cool. 
I didn't uh, like the beginning of it too much. The first, like how individual each issue was. Yeah. Um, but it, it built it. It was, it was needed. I'm I, I'm glad I kept reading. Yeah. I think it's definitely written for trade. Yeah. Totally. That first arc, you know? Yeah. It's Cause like, each one coming out once a month, like it was like, this is what I got. Like in the next month, they're like, what? This is that, nothing now. That's the thing about those issues, like issues in general. It's like, I need to know what I'm in for. Like if I'm going to look forward yeah. to the next month, I got to, know roughly what i'm in for and trust that it's going to give me something enjoyable i think i think that was the downfall of that book a little bit is the fact that each of the like the first three issues were so by themselves yeah right and like it was so confusing like where are we going with this and i think a lot of people dropped it at that point and that, that kind why of would you pay for the next issue if you don't even know if you like what the next issue is or the vibe or whatever you know but i have like that I do want to shout out the the ish, the series Strange, and then yes. its subsequent Doctor Strange with Doctor Strange coming back, and they both kind of tie into each other. Um, Doctor Strange also a character that I don't really care for, but a good writer will make a character work. I agree with that. You I know, I don't even know who the writer is right now, but the new Strange comic has been really good. Are you reading Gods too? No, I, I strongly does read god why should i care why should he care it's going to be pretty important in the marvel universe coming up like just from the first three issues it's it's going to be extremely impactful i read the first issue yeah not only with well he he was he was introduced in the hellfire gala uh yeah yeah it's going to be very important in the marvel universe coming up so i strongly just reading gods um i also i'm going to throw out wolverine i like the wolverine book percy wolverine's been good I have not read any of Wolverine recently, but a um, couple years back, uh, I did pick up a couple of Benjamin Percy's uh, issues, um, specifically when when uh, uh, Adam Kubert was was doing art. Oh uh, yeah, 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 of course. And uh, I I enjoyed it. I don't know why I didn't keep up with it. Uh, maybe it's just you know I was had too much on my pull list or or whatever. But um, I liked what I was reading. So I mean, if it's continuing with that. Then, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the really Cohen good. era Wolverine has been really good. I, I gotta agree. He find he found his home. It feels like he he knows what he's about. The writers know what he's about. He's not overproduced like like about like ten years ago. You, Wolverine was in everything. He's not yeah. anymore. And I think this is a really good balance. There, there is there is one other Marvel series that I have to talk about. Yeah, it's it's another character who I'll every time they release a, a number one, I buy it. And then I don't get number two, but this is the first time that I've continued with it. And it's again, my guy, Ooh. Philip Kennedy Johnson, that incredible Hulk run has been great so far. The horror esque uh, one. It's so oh, good. Okay. So good. I yeah. mean, I've read the first issue. Yeah. It's, it's, he just, he has a knack. I want to get into the, I want to, I want to eventually start getting to the point where I can like interview uh, comic creators. Yeah. And I want to annoy him on Twitter to the point where he's just like, yes, I will talk to you on TikTok because I just want to talk to him about uh, uh, Superman and the Hulk. Mm. Okay. Crazy. He's writing two of the strongest Marvel uh, combo characters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Unleashed. Um, it's the Pet Avengers miniseries. It was good and it was sad 
to the point of like, why are you purposely making this sad? I've talked about it previously on Comic Talk, and I don't want you to go into it any further other than they created a new character named D-Dog, who's literally a character that it's a dog without an owner that has never had love before, but feels the need to protect people, but doesn't feel that when she dies, she will have anybody to meet her on the Rainbow Bridge. Wow, that's sad. I know. Why did they do this? I've been I've been very D dog this year. I'm sorry. <laughs> is is that a play? Is that a play of the D man character yeah. novel as well? Yeah. So okay. D dog is a, un, just a regular dog, and she finds D man's mask in the trash and puts oh, it okay. on, and Got she it. is just a an unloved dog, and it's. And and the other pet avengers are like, oh yeah, when you die, you end up at the Rainbow Bridge, and your owners will meet you and walk across the bridge with you. And she goes, I've never had an owner. If I die before I ever get an owner, like, I'll just yeah, be that. There really below. makes you think and feel things that are very sad. Read it if you like. It's 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 not no, stray dogs level sad. But it's very similar in the vein of Stray Dogs oh, in the well, sense of... Everyone needs to be careful with Stray Dogs. It looks like a Disney book. It is not a Disney book. Do not be fooled by that art. Is Stray Dogs a really sad book? Have you not read it? I it's... have a copy of it that you I have. You need to read luck. it. Yeah, read it. it you luck. need to read it. It's a must read. I, I I don't recommend very many... Uh, like. Can I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something that, that is is very very true about me and all of the media i consume you hate dogs uh i am indifferent to dogs oh, oh. however <laughs> however um if if i'm reading it like all the media that i consume if i go a long time without it making me super sad i get bored i need like i need really sad stories that? you need some drama um, I I love I love a sad movie. I love sad music, yeah. right? Uh, uh, give me give me all kinds of sad books. And most of the comics that I've been reading this year have not done that for me. And I think that that's one of the reasons why um, I've been just like I felt very disconnected from a lot of the stuff that I'm reading. Huh. So the question I, is, I, what I are the can, sad books? From, yeah, what are the sad books from 2023? I need I need the saddest books. Marvel Unleashed. Yeah, Marvel no. Unleashed from this year, Stray Dogs from last year. Yeah. Um Mike, you got you got one? What are the sad books? Sad everybody's books? trying everybody's trying to be all happy. Yeah. Happiness or is nice. Happy, inspirational. I don't want that crap. Listen, I'm trying to cry my eyes out. Who what characters have died recently? It doesn't matter because they all come back. That's not sad anymore. Uh yeah. Well. I so I disagree. My belief is it isn't about whether you believe a character is going to come back or not, or whether their death actually happens. It's what you do in your moment, in your last moments that matter. So when Peter Parker gets uh, gets snapped away in Infinity War, you know that a spy is Spider Man is not dead. Like you can argue that some of the other characters could die for real. Spider Man won't, but his begging to be saved hurts that is my favorite moment in the mcu but is, did you think he was gonna die for good no, no i knew he was gonna come back but right. but, but the the thing is 
the character didn't know he was going to come back. Exactly. That's and, what, yeah. And and that's a big that's a big deal for me. Um, I think that uh, the last few character deaths I've read, they weren't written like they didn't think they were going to come back. Right. And so yeah. Um, um, Toy Story three kills me every time when they're yeah. on the conveyor belt and they think they're going to die. They hold each other's hands. Do you, do you, can I, can I, can I, yes, that is very sad. And, but, but, but yeah. Um, my students think that I'm a stupid person because I told them Toy Story four is better than Toy Story three. Oh. Um, Listen, I think Toy Story 3 is very good, but I think Toy Story 4 is better. Okay. And that okay. I will that's a hill I'll die on. I'm not going to I'm not going to argue cuz I think that's a matter of taste, like, you know, what you are into. Oh, uh, I'll throw this one last one. Okay. Sorry to 180 the, the topic. Um I've been really enjoying Uncanny Spider-Man as well this for Marvel for throwing out that one for this year. That is a book I've that I've been really enjoying really, that one. That is a book that looks really cool. Um I haven't read it. I didn't it. think it was going to work, but it does. It's, yeah. I didn't. I think it was a weird premise, and I was like, "Oh, that's really weird." Let's give it a shot. I'm glad I did. It's really, really fun, and is actually is getting pretty deep now with Nightcrawler. Yeah. You know, Nightcrawler has a lot of trauma in his past. Yeah, it's really kind of unloading he's, that right now. He's it's getting really deep with Silver Sable, am I right? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's he's a, he's that's a what I hear. He's a lazy. He 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 knows what he's doing, man. He knows yeah. what he's doing. Um, Sensational She-Hulk, Rainbow Rolls, and Sensational yeah, I mean, She-Hulk. You don't I like loved it? her run. I loved I loved her I loved Rainbow's uh uh original Shield run. I know and I like this run as well. I just like the character She Hulk, so yeah. I, I might have a little bit of a soft spot for that. And the but, art's great. And the art is fantastic. So yeah, I don't think I don't think the book is anything too like genre changing, but I no. really enjoy it. If you like She Hulk, you will love this book. Um X Men Red. You like, it? you like it? Uh, eh, it's fine. Like I don't know. It feels like it's missing something, and I don't think it's Magneto, but I feel like it's missing something. For, for well, it started off really strong, and yeah. then I don't like the Civil War part necessarily, but I still think it keeps that level of, of, you know, I sure, don't know. It sure. keeps a certain something. Yeah, I can see that. Like, yeah, like I don't know. I don't have a comment on it, and and like I, I can't figure out what 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 I don't like about it. I, yeah. I just feel like it's missing something for me. But yeah, I, like I said, I'm not saying anything that you said is wrong. I yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Okay, all right, okay, okay, okay. Catch okay. Me. I know you really like it. I know you do. Uh, I mean, again, I didn't like the Civil War as much, but but previous to the Civil War, with with even with the Axe Judgment Day stuff, that's tie in. Oof, loved it. Are we excited for the new Ultimate Universe coming up? I know no. we were talking about Ultimate Invasion uh, before, but... Not at all. Oh, you want to talk about Ultimate Invasion? That was out this year? Yeah, Ultimate Invasion was out blech, blech, blech. I liked it. I liked Ultimate Invasion. I finished I it, and I was like, where did it go? What is it I doing? like that. I like the maker asked Miles if he wanted to go with him, and Miles said no, and he respected that. I liked that a lot, actually. I, uh, I, I was reading that. I have n- no connection to the... Uh, ultimate universe at all i've never read yeah. any of the ultimate stuff um and and i picked it up just kind of on a whim um i didn't finish it but i liked what i read a lot um yeah i don't i mean i don't blame you like i'm I'm not i don't consider that like a lack of you know whatever i don't think there's an actual reason to dislike it per se it's just not what i want um, do we need the ultimate universe right now dimitri 
I don't do we think need we do. This? I don't, I don't think, think we do. do. Because my my thing is this: what is what does let's take it back to the early two thousands? What does the ultimate ultimate what does ultimate mean? And what is the purpose of it, both in universe and out of universe? The purpose of it was to draw in new readers with a new, fresh new start in concepts and topics and series that have been around for decades, but that are a fresh and a new, right? And then that that's the that's the initiative purpose, right? And then it was also to make it hipper and funky fresh, make it maybe maybe testing the boundaries a little bit, but like it's modern day. So it's not just that the ultimate universe is to bring in new readers with a new start. It's also, it is taking place in the here and now. So we will bring up Jennifer Tilly, which doesn't apply nowadays in 2023, but it applied back then. Right. But this new ultimate line doesn't seem to be doing any of that. What making it more accessible to new readers, current event kind of thing. Ultimate invasion was a mess for new readers. If a new reader jumped in on ultimate invasion, Oh yeah, I was confused. But Someone who's never read a comic book in their life. Uh, I was going to say I'm I'm new to that, and I really liked it. But... But, right, right. But at least you understand the concept of like shared universes. But like Ultimate X Men back in the day, number one, Ultimate X Men number one. Like it's only for people who like maybe they didn't even know X Men, or maybe they knew X Men a little bit. They jumped in, boom, boom, boom. They're golden. But this Ultimate Invasion was not good for new readers. Yeah, I I I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, I but I I am I'm excited for it because I know it. But yes, if you're if you're saying what what's the point of the Ultimate Universe? Yes, I don't think it's living up to the point. I think it's changing. I, I think mean, I don't I don't. But then why even keep the name? Intended for that, like this to get people like me. <laughs> I don't think that this series is intended to be a jumping on point for new readers. I think that it's supposed to be a return for you know it's 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 super convoluted is what it's it was. people it, it's marketed towards people who were nostalgic for the ultimate universe but it's doing it in a smart way okay so well felt, i would I say mean, it, felt, it felt smart to me no no i mean it, it was i like jonathan hickman i do i just i don't understand the point so well, here's how the are thing. you surprised about why the should i care and this is something that i've been asking myself for even the things that i like why should i care and when I realized why, then I go, why do I care, right? Like, when I realized that I like something, why do I care about these things? Why do I care about Superman when maybe 15 years ago, I wasn't the biggest fan of Superman, right? But, like, now, why do I care? Why should I care? Why should other people care? Why do I care? Um, this new Ultimate X-Men thing with Peach Momoko, the art's going to be amazing. But why should I care? I'm not a fan. First off, I love Pichamoko as an artist. I just, if you've ever read Demon Days or, or any of that stuff, I'm not a huge fan of her writing, yeah. but I, I think her art is beautiful. Um, stunning, in fact. But um, if I'm going to be cynical for a second, I guess, I, yeah. to answer your question, it's just marketing. It's just to get people love number ones. People love number ones. People will buy the crap out of number one. And ones. you're saying Ultimate is just a known name, like a title? It's number Even one. Even if it's Ultimate in, yeah, in it's, it's, name it's, only. It's how to put in another Spider-Man book. It's how to put in the market without being without seeming like it's oversaturated right like it's it's a new spider-man book that people are going to pick up because there's a spider-man number one right also, it's ultimate number one right like it's it's these new number ones that's going to put in there so from a purely retail and market's perspective it's it's just going to do well because the number one i think they should have gone a new direction with it or should i dare i say the, an old direction with it 
the the purpose of the, the what what Marvel did with the Ultimate Universe is different in the way it differs with DC doing the New Fifty Two. So Ultimate managed to have oh, yeah. or Marvel had the Six One Six and the Ultimate Universe separate than each other at the same time, telling different stories in different universes, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't cross over until decade plus later. Okay, Spider Man. They purposely kept them separate. And they allowed that each character, you can have Peter Parker, young Peter Parker, and old, excuse me, old Peter Parker, right? You can tell different stories. Great. Um, Ultimate X-Men the same way. DC didn't do that with New 52. They just ultimized halfway some of the characters. It was a hard reboot. It was a hard reboot without the original universe existing. But The universe hard rebooted, yeah. Right. So with this new Ultimate X-Men thing, my problem has been Peter Parker needs to grow up in the 616. So I would assume I would have liked the Ultimate Spider-Man to be a past Peter Parker, like a young Peter Parker story. Do it again, but you can modernize it and put new twists and new turns, you know, whatever. Make Harry Osborn Harriet Osborn for all I care and make Mary Jane Michael Jane. I don't care. But the point being is you can tell new stories that way. I'm hoping it's the the opposite i'm hoping that because i mean it is it's an adult peter with a kid right it's a family i don't want that though well I hear me out I, i'm hoping that's where you get the adult peter i'm hoping now they make miles the amazing spider-man right we still have peter as spider-man in the ultimate universe it's just totally flip him make miles the center of attention in in the, in the main 616 i think yeah. have the main 616 peter take a step back and play it like batman beyond status bruce wayne man behind the desk man in the chair kind of thing um for four miles i think that would be a really good step forward for miles first off for miles character and you don't lose the peter parker character because now he's in all the marvel the ultimate universe i got i got i got two things first um i think that this version of the ultimate universe is not for new readers um i think that it is i completely agree with you then what I, is I, for new readers that's the problem we're neglecting your readers but continue sorry i i mean i don't i don't necessarily think that we are neglecting new readers um to the extent i mean it's hard um but i i don't i don't think that this i don't think the ultimate line was being pushed to new readers i think that it was being pushed to old readers who wanted to see that come back right and that's why it's not being um it's not doing what the old ultimate universe did Um, the other thing you said, you don't care if they make Mary Jane, Michael Jane. Um, I think they should make Mary Jane Thomas Jane as the pun. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, I, I will have to say that like, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. (laughs) That was good. Uh, I didn't see that. Um, um, ultimate, I wouldn't be where I am right now as a comic book reader as a content creator if it wasn't for the ultimate marvel universe yeah but yeah i love the ultimate marvel i I wouldn't have spider-man and x-men but but the thing is the thing is i think that the three of us presumably all at least in our 30s sitting here talking i'm I'm gen z fam 19 years old 19 years young (laughs) 
<laughs> continue, continue. I believe I believe that. Um, Any nineteen year olds don't talk about <laughs> Ultimate Marvel got me into comics. <laughs> I, I I I I believe that as much as I believe that Thomas Jane is uh, Mary Jane. Yes, um, but um, uh, I I think we just have to recognize. The majority of, it comes back to what we're talking about at the very beginning of this. The majority of people reading superhero comics are not children anymore. They're they're people our age. Um, And there's a a whole bunch of reasons for that that we could get into if we really wanted to sit down and talk about it. But Mm -hmm. the one character, the absolute one character that young people, teenagers really want to read about in mainstream superhero comics is Miles Morales. I agree. And if I agree. And if Marvel wants to get new readers, they're not focusing on where he used to be. They're focusing on where he is now. Okay. And so like they're not pushing the ultimate universe to a new reader if they want to if they want to get new readers if marvel really wants to get new readers they push miles right miles needs to be like the guy right and that's what and i'm saying he should I be agree. The amazing I'm with you. we all agree yeah. and so i mean all that is to say i, I they're 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 going to focus on trying to get people into 616 because 616 has trade paperbacks and 616 has other characters that he can you know like so that's going to be the most money making i mean if if, i don't know that they're going to do this but i'm just saying that like if they were smart that's the way that they would do it if they were i mean if if they were smart uh i haven't played spider-man 2 but if if marvel was smart about that yeah they include you know uh a picture of a trade paperback that you can go and buy and be like, Oh, here's where, you know, miles Morales did this in this, or yeah. uh, this is where this costume was from. Right. That's, yeah. that's what they, they need to be doing. Right. I, I think miles needs to be the main Spider-Man. I think Peter Parker needs to grow up, get married to Mary Jane, settle down and put on the suit every so often, or have his series be about him starting a family. Great. Talking about Ultimate Miles Spider-Man. needs to make the one. But and I also think that a cool twist of Ultimate Spider-Man would have been, what if Miles was a 30-something-year-old guy? He was the first Spider-Man, and Peter Parker was the second. Well, I think I think now that we're talking about this, it's making me think the new Ultimate line is a brand new light. Dimitri, the Ultimate line is for us. I think exactly what you're talking about. The 616 it. is the new one, is but, where all the new readers are going to go. Which is good. No matter where where it is, new readers have to come and get into comics. So, okay, fine. That's fine. If they're shuffling old people into the Ultimate Universe and they're shuffling new people in the 616, then old people might not complain so much that the 616 is changing. But that's also the problem is the old people getting... Old people wanting comics to be the same as when they were younger. Sure. I get it. I get the irony that I'm talking about, like, why the changes. But I'm also trying to fight for the new readers, the teenagers that want to see Miles and, uh, you know, uh, but need a a fresh new start with, like, some of these things. I think we do also have to be kind of realistic just in looking at what has been 
the most marketable uh the most marketable emotion in the last 10 years uh-huh. has been nostalgia like everything everything yeah has been nostalgia based all all you know like and and we're getting to the point now where it's starting to roll over and like <laughs> nostalgia is going to be sold to the teenager who you know i'm going to argue against this by the way came the, the nostalgia is going to be no sold way. to the teenager who came into the mcu when they were okay that's that's good old. yeah and and I, so, I, I i didn't look at it that way i because, because nostalgia like, has always existed though it has always existed but it's never been as marketable as it is now I I completely agree with you. Yeah, yeah, because there's been so many IPs. But I would say, I would argue that there are IPs out there that are just getting started right now that will be nostalgized later. Bluey being the phenomenon that it is. I I agree with you. I agree with you. But I don't think that the comics industry is particularly interested in that new IP yet. It's mainstream comics anyway. They're not interested in that 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 just yet. They're interested in what's been trending. Oh, nostalgia is trending. Okay, yeah. so let's sell. Let's let's go back to the mar- the ultimate universe and sell that to the people who loved it twenty years ago. You know, I I, I both you guys I agree with you that maybe ultimate the ultimate line isn't for new readers. It's for old readers. That changes my my outlook then it might as well just be a what if title because that's also my problem with what if that's 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 what the ultimate universe was i mean what i if, mean what if it's more like just one shots like if you want a whole universe you need to kind of branch off in its own yeah but that's that's my i don't know the, i mean the, this is a, this might be a topic that we have to continue at another time yeah it's getting late for me guys I'm um sorry. are there any final books um that you guys that we didn't get to talk about that you guys really recommend people either to read or um, that you think is deserving of best comic of, you know, 2023, anything like really big. Poison Ivy was really good. I was going to say Poison Ivy is really good. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Poison Ivy. I was going to say Poison Ivy. I was going to say Green Lantern, Alan Scott. Yeah. I agree. Jay Jay Garrick, the flash. Jay Garrick flash is really good too. Really sweet. Yeah. It's been really good. Um, I don't know what to think about Tom King's Wonder Woman right now. Like, I love one it. Of my favorite characters. I'm so com- I'm very compelled by it. I'm captivated by this book. I read it every. It's one of my first reads every single week when it when it comes out. But I don't know how to feel about it yet. Mm-hmm. I really don't. It's it's very compelling. The story is very compelling. I yeah. I absolutely love it. And uh, it was um, when when we were before we started this. You know, Dimitri kind of sent us like a. a series of categories for me wonder woman was the best of the dc books uh this year until i remembered that i liked action so much yeah but i mean strengthening the big three is important for dc right big three being wonder woman batman superman and at least they're doing that they used to just strengthen batman yeah and now like they're putting more time into wonder woman uh by the way cali comics on youtube says oh man look at that nine eight comics and back comics and games in the background so you Thank know you. um there you go for that um but and arkamani 56 says for marvel i love the jm de matisse uh magneto run fun short story oh sure yeah totally i mean 
that's a writer's phenomenon. Yeah. Um, but I forget what we were talking about. Wonder Woman. I'm liking it so far. We'll see. We'll see where it goes in 2020. That's what I'm saying. I'm very captivated. The only thing that worries me is that I don't believe that Tom King can write an ongoing story. So I'm hoping he either leaves before he becomes the villain, as they say. He's going to get 12 issues in and, and, and yeah, he can pull off two good story arcs. I think that's what he can, or one big one. I think that hasn't been announced yet, but it's just, it feels like it is. Yeah. I don't think he's going to, this is technically the Wonder Woman ongoing series. So, who's going to take on after him like what he's going to leave the one woman looking like the world for her after this and who would want to jump on after that i don't know but um i am just worried i hope he doesn't continue on i hope he's just here for a story arc or two i really do i yeah if we learned anything from batman because he tom king can write a great miniseries or maxi series he can write a great maxi series i don't think he's capable of writing an ongoing series yeah okay okay um, you guys have any more final thoughts before we get going? Read, read comic books, man. That's the, that's the message here. Go out yeah. and read some comic books. It's hard. It it can be difficult for, it can be intimidating is what I mean, but jump in, jump in. I know that's a, that's a washy answer that people don't like sometimes, but it's, it's how, you know, it's how people get into it. Is there's a lot out there. Just pick it, pick something and go in and be a little confused. And that's the mystery and go solve that mystery. I've been, I've been talking uh, with a few people specifically online um, who have been saying, you know, things like, ah, it's, it's, you know, like, where do you start with comics? And it is so human and normal to want to start at the beginning of something. But with mainstream, with superhero comics, there is no beginning and there's no end. Um, it's, it, it really is, they're less like novels and more like folktales in the sense that like, um, when you tell the story of Santa Claus, do you, do you tell the story, you know, from the beginning, talk about his birth and then go all the way to his death? You know, like nobody really does that. It's just kind of like, okay, so Santa Claus is this guy. This is what he does. And then they start, everybody has their own little Santa Claus story. Right. But I like Santa Claus war world saga. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the um, one I like Grant Morrison, Klaus. That's great. Story. I have not read that yet. Um, I think you're I talking have. real stories. Okay, yeah, but but no, I'm talking about I'm talking about like everybody has their Santa Claus story. Yeah, when they're a kid, they tell it, and it's never like it's never beginning, middle, and end. It's just like oh, Santa Claus was at my house and he ate one of my cookies. Oh, right. you know, and it's like stuff like that. None of those stories have to connect with the next story that the kid tells uh-huh. but it also doesn't have to negate the story that it shouldn't negate but and yeah if it's in a shared universe continuity yeah that is what superhero comics are they are they're just a little snapshot into like this you know these characters lives my favorite thing about superhero comics is that if i think one of them is if i think one of them is bad i can just ignore it yeah you know like it doesn't mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to, you know, shape my experience any more than that. Yeah. Continuity, in my, in my mind, continuity can be pick and choose. And I think that it should be, it just makes it better. I completely agree. And I think it's people intimidated by people thinking like, you know, if their character, you know, is not liked by other people, like their favorite character is not liked, or they think, you know, other people are calling their favorite character, like the worst or the weakest or whatever, you know, all these silly arguments, like 
this is a medium that changes on the weekly, right? Yeah. You're everything, all these facts, people are saying facts online about comic book facts, right? This character is this. Give it a week, give it a new artist yeah. and writer. That fact is gone now, right? Here's the new canon. Right? Yeah. I, so like, it I, doesn't, I, doesn't well, enjoy. Yes and no, but yeah. Another thing. Yes and yes, Dimitri. <laughs> Another thing that I say very often, since you were talking about, you know, like the strongest or who, whoever, you know, it's like superheroes, superheroes have this really interesting potential, this really, really fascinating quality where if you jump, pick, pick any year, pick any time frame, and you go and you read the superhero books that were coming out at that time, you can find out what what people were afraid of what yeah. made people anxious you can find out what inspired them you can find out what made them like hopeful for the future right and when you're reading superhero comics now you're getting like this kind of mirror of you know reflecting back at you like this is what the culture is talking about and when you boil that down to just who can punch the hardest you you are losing so much of what makes them interesting and frankly it is just the most boring conversation that you can have about them i i definitely agree with you i think that feats change in the daily right and like every character squirrel girl took down galactus and dr doom but like if you like squirrel girl it shouldn't be because of that if you like squirrel girl it should be because you like squirrel girl right and like I, I I compare it to when you were saying who would win in a fight between Superman and Batman, that's everybody being like, my dad can beat up your dad. Yeah. Do you love your dad or do you just <laughs> like the fact that he could beat up other dads? Or if your dad can't beat up other dads, do you love him any less? Or yeah, I think more? Just giving, I mean, I think I just giving people a space to able to talk about these things without being belittled. I think that's, a, that's the thing I'd like to take into 2024 is to mm build up the community a little better. I think yeah. having these stories, people want to talk about them. I know I do. I I started on the, the you know, the, the clock app for, you know, in a time in my life where I needed to be able to connect with some more people and it worked, right? I was able to build a community from it. And I that's what I want to try to instill more in people wanting to read comics. And like, don't be afraid of the, the backlash community. There's some really good people out there and they want to talk comics with you too because they don't, some people don't have enough people to talk comics with. So just yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Thank you guys, both of you, for being on this show, being on previous shows. This has been uh this has been a year, you know? And uh uh Comic Talk's been around maybe twenty twenty one? Was it twenty twenty one? I don't know. Twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one. I think it's twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was on a show in twenty twenty one for you. Yeah. Um and it has been around a while. It's been nice to be able to talk to people about this. And you guys are always great guests to have. Um, and the show isn't anything without the guests. I agree uh, with you. Uh, I am a great guest to have. Um. <laughs> and the show would be nothing without me. <laughs> so thank so you guys. Right now. Thank you guys no, so much. Uh, uh, I mean, right now, it, uh, as of filming this, as of recording, it's December 30th. 2023 so um hopefully 2024 is a better year for comics a better year for us better year for for everything involved um and yeah i got hope that that's that's what it's going to be um
thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thank you to everybody out there for watching this show. Um, before we get going, uh, Michael, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Um, sure. Uh, my main site is for the love of comics on TikTok, and it's all the other socials as well. Um, follow my comic shop. My comic shop is nine eight uh, nine spelled out the number eight. Uh, the link in all all my socials, and uh, I've been doing content for both and. If you need something, comic store, you know, go to your local comic store, support your local comic store. Yeah. Yeah. Are you findable on comicshoplocator.com or not? I am, yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Comicshoplocator.com, everybody. Um, Drew, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Uh so my address is uh 674. I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> uh you can find me on uh you can find me on the internet. Um you can find me on the internet. Just, you know, cool. If you look around now, uh, 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 drew, uh, drew X deficit, uh, on pretty much every social media app. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm around, um, uh, trying to do, uh, 2024, I'm trying to do more music stuff. So maybe that's a thing that I'll, uh, I'll get back into. Do you do uh, commission work? Music for huh? hire? Do you do music for hire? Like commission? No, stuff? no, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to do, uh, trying to do bands again. Bands. Because I, I I missed that and all my friends moved away and so that was how I connected with people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, working on some more writing stuff. But for right now, I'm just teaching. All right. Cool. 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 Um, for anyone out there who is still watching and or listening, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show, youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. Shout out to Arkamani56 on Twitch. Shout out to uh, uh, Carson on Twitch. Uh, shout out to Wednesday Pull out on Twitch and shout out to Cali Comics on YouTube. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you're on uh, or if you're listening to us, um, it's our podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from. If you're on social media, TikTok and Instagram are our two biggest ones at The Keeg Show on TikTok and Instagram or uh, Facebook, Threads, Twitter, do all that stuff at The Keeg Show slash The Keeg Show wherever go to comicshoplocator.com find a comic shop near you one that you vibe with and if you want to vibe with us by donating to us patreon.com slash the keeg show we also got a new website with articles thekeegshow.com pretty much it's the keeg show everywhere you know we got uh the keeg talks uh every weekend where we talk about a different topic every week uh, we got Comic Talk, which is every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, where we talk about new comics uh, that came out that week. And every month, we're going to be doing an X-Men um, catch-up sort of show called State of X. So State of X, uh, first episode, I think it's like February 3rd or something. Talk about all the X-Men stuff that came out in January, you know? So definitely stay tuned for that one. Um, a lot of con uh, Comic-Cons coming up, too. So definitely, you know. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, between Instagram, TikTok, and our website, you should be able to find all the information that you need about the Keeg. And if you haven't followed Michael, and if you haven't followed Drew, definitely follow them. That's it. I'm hungry. I'm getting out of here. I hope that everybody has great, uh, had a great year and has a great New Year's Eve. I want you to drink safe, drive safe, and love safe. Um, so, you know, play it smart out there. And I will see everybody next year. Once again, uh, I'm your host, Demetri Pereira, and this has been the best comics of 2023. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.